Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there and welcome to a very special edition of Around the Hearn. We've got 10 high school basketball coaches on the boys' side coming in to talk about their seasons and preview and talk for about two hours with uh, everything that they have going on. You'll hear from New Knoxville boss Carson Mogger in his first year, Lincoln View's Brett Hammonds, Douglas Jefferson head coach Jordan Jettinghoff, Van Wirtz mentor Ben Loddick, Corey Britton from Fort Loramie, Doug Billman from Antwerp, Keith Udendorf from Audeville, Matt Tabler from Elida, I snuck him in late, and uh, also Chris Kuhlman from Lipsick, and Lima Central Catholic head coach Frank Kill, Tabler and Kill, and also Avery. Talk about the uh, tip-off classic coming out in uh, just a couple of hours. And uh, the rest talk about the uh, course of their season. Not a lot going on elsewhere as the uh, football season getting ready to wind down. Four teams in the local area involved in the uh, state semifinals as Versailles will be in action on a Saturday night along with Marion Local and Coldwater. Coldwater, you can hear as uh, they uh, take on West Jefferson, a team they beat in the playoffs last year in round three on a K-94. I know Marion Local is on a WCSM and also on WOSN. Ottawa Glendorf travels uh, to Cary to uh, take on a three-time defending champion, Kirtland. And uh, it should be a big weekend. Hopefully a, a big Saturday next week. All the local teams, if they were to win, would play on a Saturday at... Canton and Fawcett Stadium and Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium next week to uh, wrap up the season. But a lot of basketball coming your way the uh, next couple of hours and get ready to uh, talk to Carson Monger when we come back here on Around the Hearn. I'm with Eric McCracken, Lee Kinsel, GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road, Van Wert. We have left the dealership, and we are in a beautiful Buick. Eric, what are we in? 2021 Buick Enclave Avenue, Billy. This thing is the bomb. I tell you what, cruising down Irvin Road, just smooth as ice and a lot of features. I like the cooled seats. You know, when it's summertime, cooled seats are a nice feature. Keeps my back from getting all sweaty. Absolutely. This has the cooled seats. It's all-wheel drive, beautiful chestnut interior. These cars are a Pointed one of the finest luxury cars in the world, and they do have three rows of seats. And everybody loves the room this car offers. Big V6 motor, a lot of fun to drive, and they really turn heads. I noticed the backup camera, but I also noticed a camera overhead. How's that doing that from a satellite in the sky? That's the bird's eye view. What it does is uses about six cameras around the car. It's a very safe vehicle. One of the many vehicles waiting for you, Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road, Van Wert. And remember, find new roads. Back now uh, talking with the uh, new head coach of the New Knoxville Rangers in uh, Carson Monger. And I'll be honest with you, I so badly want to end every sentence that starts with new with your name in it with Bremen. So it's kind of an odd thing just to get that out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely a little bit little bit different, but I like it. I feel like I'm in the, uh, the exact right spot of where I'm supposed to be. So it's, it's perfect for me. I know it's way later in the season, and you guys are going to get started later tonight when you take on Anna, but have you thought about what that's going to be like in February to walk back into your alma mater and be wearing the opposite jersey? Uh, It's going to make me more hungry for a win than it ever has. And that's kind of saying something because, I mean, you guys had quite a few wins both uh, in high school and college, and uh, that's 
that's something kind of cool, though. I mean, it, it's it's obviously going to be weird. I, I would imagine a little bit the first time, but it'll be a business trip by that point. You guys will be having a good season, hopefully, and it'll be neat because I'm sure that'll be everybody that you know or have ever met. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's definitely going to be a really cool feel on being back in New Bremen. I I love New Bremen, um, and I I got nothing nothing against them, but just wanting to beat them now is is my uh, <laughs> one of the things I really want to do. So. Like I said, at least you get new. You got that that half of it. But I, you uh, make me feel old, by the way, because I actually covered <laughs> a handful of your high school games over the uh-huh. years, and I remember when you signed to play college and uh, talking about how Lake Superior State felt like it was home when you visited and you had a terrific career there. And then all of a sudden I look at the uh, BG roster for the women's coaches, and you're there too. I mean, that's that's a heck of a staff to be a part of, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Coach uh, Coach Freilich was the best person I think I could have ever learned from. She's an amazing person. I, I think that they have, that uh, Bowling Green that right now has two of the best people that I've ever heard anybody talk about, both uh, on their staff, you talk about Robin, but with having Katie Hempling around, too, as a positive influence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Katie is... Uh, kind of a model example of how you want your uh one of your best players your star players or your star leader to to act and to that leader and vocal and energy and she just she's a girl that just taught it every single day so she was just a model example of of uh coach Freilich and how she wants her program to to look i know that you've got a lot of irons in the fire right now with the season getting started with everything that you have going on, but did you get to go back uh, a couple of weeks ago for the banner raising ceremony? Uh, not for the, not for that ceremony. I did get to go to the, uh, the ring ceremony. Um, oh, I think it was like a month or two ago. Um, so being back in the stroll was a, was a really cool feeling and it was really nice to see those girls again and, and the coaches as well. I know again, your plate's a little bit fuller, but I would think, Every time now that you and that the girls and the coaching staff get to walk into that beautiful facility that is the Stroh Center, you can always look up and see that banner and not only be proud of what you've accomplished, but kind of be flooded with memories too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was, that was, that was a special group of girls, and they were led by a very special coach. So just being back in that gym, anytime I, I see the Stroh or think of it, I'm always going to think about that group of girls and, and Coach and the assistant coaches all the time so it's, it's a really cool uh cool thing to leave but it was really it was a really good experience for me now when you graduate you get uh, your bachelor's of science degree at what point when you were kind of transitioning over to start your master's at bg did coaching come about was it a conversation with robin or was it something that just kind of happened um i honestly never pictured myself being a coach um, but when I left college playing, I kind of, uh, I kind of lost a little bit of my love for the game and, and everything like that. But when I got to Bowling Green, they just, they brought it all back. And I, at first I was on their practice squad, um, and they kind of joked around calling me coach because I would stop practice and kind of guide them and lead them through different stuff that I learned from my playing experience. So I think it was at that point I, I kind of knew, um, that I was like, man, I really like giving back, and I really enjoy telling these people, uh, telling these players 
my experience and helping them learn to grow just like I did. And, and being that example, not only, um, that I just got done playing and I can, I can go out there and show them how to do it. I think one of, that's one of the coolest things that I'm able to do is, is to show them what it's supposed to look like. And I, I think, like I said, at that point, it was, it was then that I knew I wanted to be a coach and it was really cool. I would think that has to be a pretty interesting journey from the time that you take that Lake Superior State jersey off for the last time to that point of the low versus the high of, uh, you know, I'm not going to be around this anymore to, I can't not be around this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's something that if, if I don't have basketball, I kind of feel lost. Always be able to find myself, but basketball is a, has always been a way about my life, and I, I don't know if I could ever do without it. So tell me a little bit about how the Knoxville opportunity came and how you decided that I'm going to get back home and I'm going to be able to kind of share my knowledge with kids that aren't that much younger than you. Um, so it, it kind of started, obviously, I was at Bowling Green. Um, I've always been a really big family man. Um, so just wanting to get back to where around my family was, was always a, a dream of mine and something that I, I want to do for the rest of my life, just be around my family. Um, so coming back was, was never a, a doubt in my mind that I, I want to be around here and I want to kind of give back to, I, I thought was going to be New Bremen. And I, I wanted to help out there and do some different stuff. And um, my fiance and I bought a house and it was a lot of home renovation stuff. And I was like, well, you know what, maybe I'll just take a season off and then, um, and then get into coaching later on. And then the Knoxville job opened up. Um, and I, I, I was convinced by my fiance and her family to want to, um, get up, get my name out there and, and apply for it and, and everything else. And it, the interview went well. And I, I really enjoy New Knoxville. I love the small town communities like New Knoxville and New Bremen and, and Anna and all the Bakkens, all the school districts around here are just, something that I've been a part of for all of my life. So I think there was, there was no question that this area is where I want to coach around. There's just, there's no place like home. So you take over a team that had five wins last year. They improved from the year before where they had two. There's obviously talent there. How did the kids respond to being able to talk to somebody that I, I, I keep going back to this, but I feel like it's a really important thing for younger coaches to be able to impart that wisdom of, Hey, it wasn't that long ago that I was doing this. Yeah. Uh, going back to kind of how I said with, with being at BG, I, I can show them. Um, I think once that's one thing that kind of sets me apart is that I can, I can show them how, how the play is supposed to look or how, how it's supposed to look when you're doing this drill or doing that drill or guarding this guy or, or doing that. So I'll jump in with those guys every once in a while and just kind of show them by example and be that leader by example. Um, a lot of times you see, you know, coaches kind of harping on guys to do to do this, do that, or do this, and they're not able to show them. Um, so I think that's one thing that really sets me apart is I'm able to jump in there and, and play with them and, and kind of just have fun with them. And like you said, I'm not really that much older than them. Um, so finding that fine line between, you know, having that family culture, that relationship with them, um, and not kind of stepping the border. So, Well, at least for a couple of years, it'll give you kind of that big brother vibe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you're not letting them win at any drills, though, are you? I have to let them win sometimes. <laughs> Just to say, you know, we beat that guy. That's great. You guys talk about what he did in high school and college, but we beat that guy yesterday. 
big double weekend coming up right out of the gate. You go to Anna, traditionally not an easy place to win, especially when you kick off the season and, and kick off a new career there. You get St. Mary's home tomorrow night, so on Saturday, and I think that one kind of within itself, with everything that's been going on in the last two months, is such a big game, and I, I those communities are so closely tied together. I feel like that's a, that's going to be its own kind of atmosphere, and oh yeah, and then you've got to figure out how to stop Austin Parks. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be easy. Uh, but they always say nothing, nothing good comes easy. So I, I've definitely been, uh, been working, um, really hard about getting these guys just to want to compete and to get hungry to win and, and to get after it no, no matter when they're on the floor. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just, I mean, they, it, it can be all X's and O's, but at, at the end of the day, it's, it's who's going to be the tougher team. Uh, but it's one thing that. I've been trying to really stress to these guys is we got to come come out and compete no matter who we're playing. Um, got to guard our man. Got to be tougher than the the opposing team. Get after loose balls, dig out rebounds, rebounds to get stops. And there's 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 no magic to it. It's just all hard work, and that's all it takes. I would like to say you get a chance to ease in before you get to MAC play, but your schedule doesn't exactly give you a chance to ease in. I mean, even on the road. And in Fort Laramie, not exactly easy places to win. No, they never have been. Uh, it's uh, it's so different, though, because the way that things lay out, and I realize your schedule flips every year, but, I mean, there are definitely a lot of uh, hostile road environments on your first-year schedule. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those are, When I was playing, those are always my favorite places to go into. So I'm, I'm hoping I can teach those guys and, and kind of train them to understand why that that's the way it is. And yeah, at least for me, um, playing in Knoxville is always a really hard place to play in, and they need to understand that too. So it's, it's not an easy place. Um, but again, when you're stepped on anybody else's territory, you got to respect that opponent and try to go out there and give it all you got. And that's uh, we got one one team motto, and it's all we got is all we need. Um, and it always is. So if you go out and play the right way, it's, it, it'll, it'll take care of itself. You've got a handful of scrimmages under your belt. We just talked about a little bit ago that you got your first shoot around or your last shoot around, I should say. How are you feeling? How are the boys feeling going into tonight? I think they're feeling good. Uh, with, with coming into Anna right off the bat, we don't really have much film on them. Um, but again, it's, it's much more about us than it is about them. Um, so just going in there and they had a lot of energy yesterday at practice and this week in practice, it's been good leading up to tonight. So I'm hoping that energy carries over and we had a good shoot around this morning. Um, just getting, getting their shots up, running through some Anna stuff and, and just kind of getting them prepared. So their energy was good and I'm hoping it just translates over to the game. When people look at Carson Monger's new Knoxville Rangers, what's going to be different? What's the one thing that sets this group apart? than the last handful of years? Uh, I think one of the main things that is going to set us apart is kind of our culture. we got a lot of really good guys. Um, and when I say all we got is all we need, I truly mean that I don't want to, I don't want to coach any other guys this season. Um, these guys are, are special. They'll come out and work hard for me every single day in practice. Um, they'll get after it. And we're able to have some jokes as well in practice. So it kind of keeps the mood light. Um, but the pace is a lot different. Um, taking care of the ball and, and pushing it up the floor and guarding and defending and getting after it on the defensive end as well. So I think it's going to be a, 
uh, for the better, uh, more, more positive and energetic team this year and years to come. Well, I'm excited because I always love getting to do games at the current barn while they're working out what's going to happen with barn 2.0, but uh, I, I'm excited. I wish you guys the best of luck this season. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. That's Carson Monger talking about New Knoxville basketball. We're back with some more here in just a few. Hey, Greg Beckman from Beckman Jewelers. Practicing my slam dunks. Gotta stay in shape. Whew. I'm the fifth generation of Beckmans offering fine diamonds and jewelry from the same location since 1888. I gotta get back to my workout, but please remember, buying your diamonds and jewelry from Beckmans in downtown Ottawa is always a slam dunk. Something a little bit different now as we talk about Lipstick basketball with the uh, 60-year head coach and Chris Kuhlman that we're talking about Lipstick being in the Northwest Conference. Uh, Chris, have you wrapped your head around that yet that it seems real? I mean, it, you've got a couple of days before it becomes a reality. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a change, clearly. Um, we, before, we've been talking to it, about it as a staff here lately. And, um, and it's, it's not like we're looking forward to leaving or joining something else or that we're not looking forward to joining the NWC. It's just going to be different. You know, we're leaving some rivalries behind. Uh, you know, we drive six minutes down the road to uh, Macomb in the BBC or not much farther to Liberty Benton. And, you know, you've got the rivalry with Arlington that we've had and, and really the, the entire BBC. And now most of those teams are no longer on our schedule. Um, so so that, that's going to be interesting and change the dynamic and almost try to find – uh, not that you need to manufacture rivalries because that doesn't work, but uh, you know, it, it's just going to be different. Every night uh, for the past few years, being in both leagues, it almost felt like a rivalry game between everybody in the county first, and then the BBC. Well, there's so many schools that were close to us, um, just geographically, that they were natural rivals and the teams that we played for so many years. And, and now we, we travel a little bit further and we play some teams that we have before and some that. You know, I, I don't remember a Olympic team playing. Uh, not that they haven't before, but it's rare, or maybe a tournament situation. So, you know, it's have we wrapped our head around it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got to do our due diligence for for our team and our kids and and, and for everything else. But it's just going to be different, and I'm not sure. You know, in a couple weeks here, when we play our first NWC game, um, I'm not sure how it'll feel. If it'll feel the same or different, but. We're here and we're ready to go, and hopefully we can, you know, start off our first year in the NFC and, and play well as our football team did. Well, you get uh, the kickoff against Cardinal Stritch at home before you go to Hard Northern. Those aren't natural rivalries. I mean, you've got obviously the PCL still with all of those teams, but I, it seems like you just get that weird jump off point right away. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just moving the leagues, we, we dropped. Uh, you know, quite a few teams, but the BBC was a, a bigger conference as far as you know, the amount of teams in the league, and you go to the NBC where there, there's less. So we, we go from not having very many uh, non-conference games at all to still not having very many, but having a few more, and we start off with somebody that we've never played before in Cardinal Stritch. And Hard Northern's an old BBC school that we played for a lot of years, uh, and we got away from it when they left the BBC, and then last year we kind of renewed it a little bit. And uh, so, so they're not completely foreign, but 
Um, we'll start off the year with a handful of games that are not a normal schedule. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. It leaves a little bit of a cloud of not doubt, but unknown of what to expect almost. I realize that you never look past the next game and coach speak and all that, but by the time you get to game four, December 11th against Miller City, it's almost of, oh, hey, thankfully, somebody we know in that we know those kids, we've seen those kids, whether that helps or not is a whole other thing, but at least familiarity a little bit. Yeah, it'll be, we'll have our, our toes wet here a little bit, getting into, you know, Cardinal Stritch is typically a, a very good Division three team uh, with some great athletes, and they've had a lot of success. Um, they've, they've had a little bit of turnover with, with coaching just this year, so that's another unknown on us. And then uh, Hart Northern is going to be traveling all the way over there. Um, and, you know, and then we get our first uh, NWC game, and that weekend it'll be a double weekend and, and close off with, with Miller City, which is normally uh, one of our first games, and, and it's normally on its, on its own, and it's a big rivalry, and it means a lot in Miller City. Um, so I'm sure they're going to be ready, and it's just going to feel – you know, back to old times for us, I imagine. We've got five of your first eight on the road. You split the the top three with two of the or three of the first four at home. But uh, Spencerville as your first away trip in the Northwest Conference does not make that any easier. I would imagine on your Friday night's the only game you play that weekend. But I can tell you that's not a quick trip from experience. No, I'm not looking forward to my first trip over there on the bus. Um, n- nothing against the, the Spencerville, the town, or the, the the high school or the gym, but uh, that's going to be a haul, um, and that'll be a eye opener for us to to join the NWC Road. And that's kind of how it's going to be. Uh, I want to ask you, kind of as as an aside, as someone who, as a coach, who is ha- able to look at kind of the long landscape of everything that's going the way that the leagues are right now, and and not necessarily as a specific, but do you think we're done with the movement around the area? Um, you know, I, I've got family in Toledo area, and I, I just I just spent some time over there, up there, the last couple of weeks, and and talking with them. And you know, uh, a really good friend of mine has been a coach a long time in Toledo, and he's pretty certain that the movement is uh, only about halfway done. If certain dominoes fall, he thinks it's gonna. We're gonna see a lot of movement. It's gonna trickle down to our area. I guess you know he, he feels that the NLL is not done with, with their movement, and and that could affect a bunch of leagues if certain teams decide to do what they're gonna do. And and if they don't, then you, you might not see anything. But really, around here, to where the the immediate impact is, it's just really a question with what's gonna happen. I think with uh, some of the BBC schools and, and football. Um, you know, if there's some movement and when you, it's weird to say as a basketball coach, but when you start messing with football conferences, it, uh, it, it seems to affect the, the rest of the whole picture. And, you know, by losing a few teams in the BBC or, or maybe not, or some teams moving, it's going to affect the, the landscape in, in a big way. I, I anticipate seeing the BBC change over the next five years a couple more times. I would like to believe that the only two conferences that are uh, truly safe are the Shelby County League and the Putnam County League because I would think you have to have county membership to get in. 
I, I can tell you that the Putnam County League is not going to be adding somebody that's not in the county. The only only way the the PCL is changing membership is if uh, you know we uh, split up Pandora and Gilboa or uh, put Ottaville and Fort Jennings. I hate to say that I get a lot of people mad at me. Put those two schools together, combined together, that'd be about the only chance you got. Yeah, everybody's just going to fight you now. Every time they see you, they're just yeah. going to walk up and you're going to have old ladies hitting you with their purse. I, I didn't suggest that that happens. I'm just saying. No, just the for bringing it out in the change. world. Trust me, it's been out for uh, <laughs> a, a couple a couple years. I still joke the that the the non football teams in the PCL should be able to form one team, just have all the kids and form one county team. That would be a formidable team. Imagine all the big bodies from around the county that do not have football and all the athletes, because obviously the county's got some good soccer programs. And there's some big guys who, who aren't able to hit people who would probably really like to. Yeah, but then it goes uh, back to could, where do they play, what color do they wear, who's the coach. Yeah, that's too many questions. Absolutely too many questions. Can they just wear brown? Nobody wears brown. Um, I, can't, okay. I can't really touch that one. Yeah, that should be okay. I mean, it's working out for Cleveland, right? Sure, they yeah, have a team. Yeah they, yeah, they have a team. Uh, speaking of your team, last year you go seven and three in the BBC, four and three in the PCL, fifteen and eight overall. Um, what's the the big difference when you just kind of look on paper of matching up last year's team versus this year's team? Uh, last year we were um, pretty heavy with our, our senior uh, senior loaded team with uh, an underclassman that kind of led the way for us. Um, and, and this year we're going to be very young. You know, we've got Obviously, Mason coming back, and then he, he was a great player for us last year as a junior and, and Dylan Nice. But after those two guys, we don't bring back much basketball experience. You know, Paul Mag got some good minutes and, and came off the bench and had some big games. He, he was 15 or more, three out of our last five games. So um, off the bench, he was a, a big piece for us. But after that, we don't have much varsity experience. So we're going to be younger, but really all those young guys have been playing varsity football since they were freshmen. Football and basketball, obviously, is completely different. But the way our program and, and the football program are set up, they've had a lot of success, and they've played in an awful lot of big games. So I, I think that will translate to the basketball court where, you know, they've felt the pressure before. They've been on the big stage as freshmen. Now as sophomores and juniors and getting an opportunity to play, I think that will translate, and the moment won't become too big for them, and it'll be tough to, to phase. But it's Still, JV basketball or um, eighth grade basketball for for a couple guys is going to be uh, very different to, from the speed of the game that we're going to see early. So, to me, the biggest difference is our um, experience on the basketball court as opposed to you know last year from this year. You talk about Mason a little bit. Is it from a coaching perspective having a kid who's gotten his college choice out of the way in? who's able to now just kind of focus on basketball, does that make it any easier for you, or is that kind of – that's a case-by-case, case, that's more of a kid thing? I think it's definitely a kid thing, um, but I can't just kind of gloss over this. I, I've never coached a kid like Mason Brandt before. Um, not that he – I haven't coached some really, really talented basketball players and, and, and a couple kids that have played, uh, you know, Division three basketball before. But Mason is a different. That's a whole different, uh, that whole different beast. There's not been a kid that I've even known, let alone coached, that has put in more time than he has in 
you know, the good Lord finally gave him uh, a little bit of a growth spur this, this summer. And, and then some, somebody hit him with a stick of confidence and, and the kid has really elevated his game. And by him signing early, he's, he's just a different kid in practice. And then he's different. He's just different all around. Not that he wasn't a happy kid previous season, but he was more serious and he was more, you know, the business like approach and, and doing everything he could now. Now it just seems like, you know, he works his tail off still more than ever, probably. But the smile is on his face. He's having fun playing the game. <laughs> and he's really, really playing well. You know, he's doing some things um, in practice that we haven't seen him. He's doing some things in, in our few scrimmages that are going to make, just just make everybody else on the floor so much better. Uh, whereas in, in the past, we kind of expected him just to score for us. And anything else was kind of a bonus. Um, and, and he's really doing a great job of getting everybody else involved. And, and, and then part of that is, you know, last year, really, that class, our senior class this year, they've all, they've got a group of about four or five kids who have played together ever since they could walk. They've been best friends. And, and last year we had some injuries and some kids decided to not go out um, as juniors just because of uh, – you know, not I, I, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. And then, then this summer they decided to come back and they're back together and they're huge leaders on, on the football field. And they, they bring that to the basketball court and, and just having leadership with Mason to where he doesn't have to do everything or feel like he has to do everything. It's really, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to, to see the growth in him as well as the team, just because, uh, I really feel like him getting that signing and, and out of the way, uh, making that dream come true, and he's not trying to push and fight and, and make somebody notice him anymore. He can just play and make everybody else better, make the team better. Well, I'm excited. I, I We just talked about this. I have you guys quite a handful of times throughout the course of the season. I think you can do big things with the way that your class is set up, with the way that the NWC is set up this year, and uh, I look forward to seeing it. Me too. I'm really excited, and I'm happy to see you. You know, I feel like maybe uh, last year we only saw you a few teams. Maybe we're, we stole a few of your games from Coach Judendorf. <laughs> well, you know, that's I'm a, pretty sure that's you two uh, hung out more often than you did. Well, I know, but I feel like you hung out with Coach more than you maybe you hung out with your wife at times last year. I don't think, I don't think we should tell anybody about that. Well, I, I didn't mean what you guys do. Uh, any other occasion, I'm just saying I, I don't want mean, that to get out there that I was hanging out with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't want to admit that either. Right. He's coming up, by the way, on this show. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, One of these times we have to do it with us both at the same time, and you won't have to say a word. Uh, that was state last year, and I didn't say enough words, and it kind of got off the rails. You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. A lot of people enjoyed it, but it may have went a little further sideways than maybe I anticipated that it would. Well, maybe we do this and it's not a basketball podcast. We do this and it's just, you know, something else. Right, and then I get banned from doing anything ever. I'm looking forward to that, by the way. Saturday, February 12th, you play at Audeville. Uh, I'm not looking forward to traveling to Audeville ever. That's another trip that I don't like to make. <laughs> and they're usually far. a pretty good basketball team, yeah. It's too far. So I may plead to Coach Kreinbrick and see if we can just make that game permanently in Lipsick. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let me know how that goes later on in the season. 
Sounds good. I appreciate you. All right. That's Lipsick head coach you, Chris Coleman talking about what the Vikings are going to do this year. For custom screen printing and personalized designs, come into Countywide Design at 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, across from JJ's Carryout and right next to 3D Pools. Countywide Design can design whatever you might need to promote your club, school, or business. And while you're there, stop in, see Jackie at Countywide Design, 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, and stop in to 3D Pools and find out about their pool supplies and installation of new pools. Countywide Design and 3D Pools at 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, 419-532-2540. Switching gears back in into the Northwest Conference, we talked about Lipsick. Now we talk about Lincoln View, 18-6 last year, 6-2 and two in the Northwest Conference, talking to Coach Brett Hammonds. And, I mean, that's not a bad way to go from last season to this season. You've got a good group back, and... Top half of the NWC, I would think, is at least uh, part of the goal. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did lose a lot. You know, I started, you know, they were juniors two years ago, and last year they were seniors, started the same five guys. And, you know, they were a great group, but just like every high school sport, kids graduate and you got to move on. And, you know, we do have our three bench players back, and Landon Price and Garrett Richardson and Dagan Hatfield, who I think can step up, you know, and, and be leaders for us and then we have four juniors that started JV last year that'll come up as well so you know we got an experienced group uh you know they're still learning and working hard and uh you know we're gonna try to continue to get better but um you know I'm glad it's a older veteran group uh they're picking up on things pretty well I always felt like the one word when I saw your team a handful of times last year that it would use with them was tough because it didn't seem like they ever really got rattled during games. They could get down, and then all of a sudden, you get two or three three pointers, and you'd be up five when you had been down eight. And it just it just looked like that group liked each other, was having fun, and nobody was going to beat them in terms of beating them up. Right, and you know that's kind of our mindset with our program. You know, we've tried to put toughness in there. I mean, we have it on our shorts and kind of reiterated every single day, not only physical toughness, but mental toughness and understand, you know, not only everything great is going to happen to us out there on the basketball court. We got to learn to adjust and, you know, but, and, you know, that group last year did a great job of it. And, you know, hopefully it's rubbed off on these guys, at least through our scrimmages so far, you know, these kids have shown toughness through, I mean, the good and bad that's happened so far. And I think they'll carry over. Uh, I mean, they're still learning, but they're doing a good job of understanding that. Well, you've got that long layoff from football season. Absolutely. Long long break we had, but, you know, we're, we're just trying to get healthy, too. I mean, like I've told other people, they've asked how the team's doing. Uh, we've only had one or two practices at full strength out of our five scrimmages. I only had a full team for one of those scrimmages because of kids being hurt. So today was actually our first practice in about a week and a half where we had everybody again. So... Um, that was good to be back to full strength today. Well, and it's that weird thing because you're a victim of someone else's circumstance in that your entire opening weekend was washed away with USV would have been tonight and then Van Wert tomorrow night. I, I guess, though, that comes at the right time for you to get healthy before you go to Continental. Yeah, and we talk with our kids. I mean, our kids work hard, but they also love to go against other teams. And, you know, it kind of, 
you know, we want to play this opening weekend and it's unfortunate we don't get the opportunity to, uh, you know, like we told our players, you know, we got to keep our heads up because it does give us time to heal. It does give us time to continue to learn and to get better at that. And yeah, we have to wait seven more days, but I think the kids are going to get put in a lot of work, um, these next six practices to, to get ourselves ready to roll for going over to Continental. I know the new thing is that Lipsick obviously is a member of the Northwest Conference this year. I talked to Chris Kuhlman about that a little bit, but uh, what disqualifies you guys from being able to play for a PCL title, given that you play nearly everybody? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, we scrimmage Pandora. I mean, so we pretty much, I mean, cover the rest <laughs> of them. I mean, we play quite a few of the PCL teams over our holiday break. and Yeah, I mean, it feels like we're, somewhat a part of the conference when we play all that. But, uh, you know, it's fun. We get to play a lot of those schools. And, you know, like you were saying, you know, we don't have football and a lot of those schools don't have it either. You know, we're kind of a soccer school and, you know, a lot of those schools are too. So we're very uh, similar to them. And, but, yeah, we're, we're in our Northwest Conference. Well, it's kind of funny because I, I had asked Chris how he felt about conference realignment. And that's a big thing right now with, obviously, Paulding leaving the NWC joining the GMC and everything else that's moved. But I said I would have thought that maybe the Shelby County League and the Putnam County League would be safe given that admission feels like you have to be in the county. So I don't think they're going to be looking for Lincoln View as an extra member. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think we're we're, we're happy where we're at. I mean, we've been in Northwest Conference for a long time, and you know, we, we love to stay in it. It is odd, though. I mean, you get five of your first six. Wayne Trace thrown in there just for uh, just for giggles. Otherwise, you go <laughs> to three different PCL schools. You get four Jennings and Audeville in that group as well. And uh, I, I always just I'm fascinated how schedules come together, and you just get those big clumps of things like that. Yeah, and like I said, like over the holidays, we've always seemed to open up with Continental, one of our first two games, and yeah, we usually play. Audeville, Fort James, Kaleida. I don't know if they're all three in a row this year, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they get put in there. We'll actually throw in Lipstick, too, who's a part of that. So, I don't know why that is. It's kind of always <laughs> been the way it's, uh, our schedule has worked out uh, at Lincoln View. But, you know, it's fun because, I mean, the PCL is usually always competitive. And, you know, we want to play competitive teams that have a history of good basketball and, you know, the teams we go against have. And, uh so it's fun to go out of there and compete with them. Well, and it's comforting a little bit in that you get four of your last five just kind of looking in the crystal ball towards the end of the year. And I've always thought those are important games because you've gotten the big road tests. You go to, to gyms that, I don't want to say horrible, but I mean that in the most positive way, are horrible for visiting teams. Miller City, Columbus Grove on that list. St. John's, not an easy place to win at the Vatican. But you get Jefferson, Paulding, Crestview, Arlington, especially with three of those being oh, – sorry, two of those now. I still haven't gotten used to the Paulding thing. Being league <laughs> games, uh, a big test to figure out who you are going into the tournament. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, we got to continue to improve and progress throughout the year. But, yeah, we start out this season on the road. And, yeah, you look at our schedule there at the end, it's going to be nice to be at home and, you know, get a tough conference game like Crestview. I think it's one of our last two, uh, you know, and they have, have talent. So, yeah, to get comfortable of being back uh, in our home gym. And like you said, I think that's going to be games 18, 19, or 20 right around in there. And, you know, it'll be a good test for us. And hopefully we can 
get some wins leading the, to the uh, to tournament because you know we were able to do that last year and, and get some confidence. And we want our kids to um, get confidence because going to our tournament, man, we have a lot of teams in there. You know, we kind of feel it's wide open because a lot of teams in our districts lost a lot of good players, and um, you know I think there's a lot of balanced teams in there. I think it's kind of a coin flip on you know what four teams are going to be able to get out to get to Elida. Uh, it's crazy when I am able to go do games at your new gym, how much brighter it is than what the old gym used to be. I remember going back in there and I used to joke that it, it kind of felt like the Alamo and that every picture I've ever seen was kind of darker. You know? It was. I never was. really knew what to do in there. I was always glad I didn't have to try to, to figure things out at a quick pace, but man, is it bright in your new gym? Yeah. I mean, it's nice. I mean, I have, we've had scrimmages against teams who, really never come to our gym and even opposing coaches when they come to the gym just love the size of ours you know how bright it is it's not too big it's not too small it has the bucket seats on the one side like Lincoln View fans are always used to having and bleachers on the end and we have our fans on our student body on the one end and yeah I just love it I mean because we've been able to pack it because I don't know how many teams have fans like we do that travel so well and you know, we're going to have a lot of people, I think, in that gym this year since they missed out last year on seeing our team, and I think there's going to be some excitement. How odd was that from a coaching perspective of you're used to kind of maybe feeling out your thought process of, you know, do we need a timeout or do I need to say something to them based on runs and kind of how the crowd reacts, and now you have none of that. Right. And like I told our guys, you know, I felt bad for them. I mean, like you said, our record, we were 18 and six. And, you know, when you had really good teams, that place was packed. And we had Antwerp at our place, Grove at our place. Um, trying to think, Kaleida came our way. And that was and, a great game, too. Yeah, I mean, they were all close. I mean, right down to the wire. And, yeah, that gym would have been packed. And we were actually watching um, the Lincoln View Lipstick Girls volleyball game. And there was more fans. And, you know, for – a lot of girls events, they only pull out one side. And um, my former post player, Jake Bowersock, was standing next to me. And I think we got a point or one upset, and our place was rocking. And I looked at Jake, I'm like, I'm sure you wish you had this last year. He's like, absolutely. And, I mean, because it would have been even louder uh, in a game like we've had at home. And I feel bad for those kids because uh, it's a cool experience. I mean, when we played Grove in the district semis. I mean, there were more people there. Um, but nothing like it it was in the past when we played. And you just feel bad, not only for our kids, but throughout our area that didn't get to experience that, a lot of the seniors. I think a couple of those games, there were more people at the game representing your community than actual people who live in your community. <laughs> more than likely. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. At one point, I remember looking and said, I could add up all the towns in like a 20-mile area outside of Van Wert, and I don't think there are that many people. No, no. A lot of people like to come in and kind of found ways to get in there, and but well, that's all right. We'll take all the support we can get. I, I think there are a lot of fire marshals in Northwest Ohio during tournaments. They just sort of take the <laughs> night off, or maybe look the other way. Yeah, I think so too. I like, think who's so coming? Too. No, we're not dealing with that. I'm I'm going to go to Burger King or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'll be back in a couple hours. Yeah, say we actually had a fan that drove all the way up to Bluffton. And he thought he just acted like he 
forgot his ticket. And he's like, oh, I drove a long way. Would it be okay if I was able to get in? He's like, yeah, no problem. Just go on in. Just one of our normal fans that we, <laughs> I mean, just routinely kiss a staple of our uh, uh, fans we have at Lincoln View. And yeah, he was able to get in the game to come in and watch that one last year. So, I mean, people had their ways of getting in the game, that's for sure. Well, and it's great, too, because it's, you know, uh, my wife is from the Cleveland area, and I joke about this all the time about kind of D4 versus D1 and about how you couldn't get away with that. You're going to St. Ed's or Strongsville or Mentor or one of those games walking. I don't really care who you know. You're not getting in. Right, right. Yeah, it'd be a little more difficult there. Uh, You get uh, one of my favorite games. takes place in January when you guys play Spencerville. You get them at home. It's always been a terrific rivalry and uh, Kevin's been around for a couple of years. I don't think I'm allowed to say how many now at this point because it dates both of us. But uh, I mean, are there certain games that when you see, you obviously know your schedule, but when you see on your schedule, you kind of go, okay, that's a game that I enjoy. I know it's going to be a great game, but it's also kind of a litmus test game. Yeah. I tell you what, we've always competed you know, for the most part with Spencerville, you know, since I've been at Lincoln View and, you know, Kevin does a great job and I'm glad they're coming to our place. I'm never a fan of heading over to Spencerville <laughs> to go against him there because, I mean, we know what we're going to get. I You're mean, the he's, second coach to say that on this series yeah, of podcasts, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he, he does a great job and yeah, I just don't know why it is. We just know when we go there, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a battle and that's credit to him and what he's done with his program and, yeah, that's always one because they're a physical team, and they should be talented. They got a lot back this year, and you know they're getting healthy from last year, and so uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Glad we have them at home, uh, that's for sure. And um, but that's like I said, I think that's our second Northwest Conference game. So I mean, that's another one. You know, we got to be ready for, and you know, if we want to compete in the conference, we got to be ready to roll. And, yeah, and the weird we get thing, one done that night. The weird thing about it is they're like a month apart. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, we have to go through our PCL stretch, <laughs> right? Like <you> right. <laughs> we gotta get those games in. Throw but a yeah. couple of MAC games just for the heck of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy. You know, our first conference game is in two weeks at Lipsick, and then we got yeah about a month after that, Spencerville at home. So it's crazy, but kind of how our schedule works out. I'm still trying to figure out a way that I can get certain Lincoln View people disqualified from ever coming to that gym. Uh, Frank Kill is number one on that list. Yeah, Frank's a great guy, though. Yeah, Thank he's you. all right. Don't, don't tell him we're saying nice things, but uh, those guys gave me enough heartbreak in my life. So I, him and Wes and all those guys, they're all disqualified from ever coming there. I'll take them. I'm working on that with the new AD. We're we're trying to get a whole thing going. But uh, I'm excited uh, to see you guys. I'm excited, obviously, for there to be fans. I love that atmosphere that you guys have. And I always end up sitting in the top row, and I always must find the big cheering section for the fans because half the time I can't hear myself while games are going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they get rowdy. Like I said, we have great fans. You know, our student section is phenomenal and, you know, we, they travel so well, but, you know, we can get it, you know, loud in our, in our gymnasium. And can I say it's the perfect size and we got a bunch of passionate fans. So hopefully we can get it like that this year. Well, the Vandell's closed. So, I mean, during the winter, what else are you going to do in middle point? 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, might as well come sit and get some good popcorn. And Plus, it's inside. Have some good entertainment. Yeah. Plus, just, it's inside. You can stay warm. People just came to get warm. That's what it was. Oh, there's That's a basketball right. game going on. We should probably stay for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, Absolutely. I thank you so much for doing this. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you. Good you know, luck sending to you out guys. that tweet. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's Brett Hammonds, as we talked about, Lincoln View Basketball, and a little bit about making fun of Frank Kill, because that's what we do here on this show. <laughs> Check out the new Lincoln View Athletic website at lincolnviewathletics.org. Athletic booster meetings are held the second Monday of every month at 7 o'clock in the high school Newbrick Lecture Hall. The goal of boosters is to enhance our student-athletes' and coaches' lives by providing funding and programs that create community pride by developing leadership skills, teamwork, values, and sportsmanship. That's the Lincoln View Athletic Boosters. Find them online at lincolnviewathletics.com and go Lancers! Continuing to talk about the uh, Northwest Conference, now we turn our attention to Delphus and Delphus Jefferson head coach Jordan Juddinghoff. Coming off of a 7-14 year last year, you guys went 4-4 four and four in the NWC. That's kind of a weird anomaly, I would think, just looking at it from the outside. Yeah, we, were, we had a lot of tough, close games, and I think a lot of it was playing about half of our roster last year was four sophomores. We sprinkled in one junior and two or three seniors, but I think youth may have had a little bit to do with that. And looking into this year, beginning of this year, we bring back a good chunk of varsity minutes and we sprinkle in a couple more juniors in there. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see what those juniors that are playing varsity for the first time can kind of add to our team that we, that we do bring back. Well, and how was last year with everything with COVID and kind of how the season began? And I know, there was a lot of kind of uncertainty and then you guys were able to sort of weather the storm, so to speak, get in the gym and try to forget everything. Yeah, that was, I think last year it kind of put a lot of, a lot of kids, a lot of coaches, um, just kind of cherishing every minute they get in the gym. And, um, I think this year with, without any of those restrictions, I can, I can kind of just sense. And I think a lot of coaches would probably, tell you the same thing they can sense a new kind of energy that there's going to be fans there's going to be people in the stands more than maybe just 50 or 60 people and I think players are just excited coaches are excited that there's a little bit of more normalcy heading back into the 2021-2022 season. I asked Carson Monger about going to coach at New Knoxville about being close enough to the kids age that he can maybe sort of empathize about certain things but you're not that far removed from the age of your players now. Were you able to last year kind of feel a little bit more maybe for the senior class because they didn't have anybody in the gym and you didn't have those big rowdy Friday nights that, you know, you remember what that was like not that long ago? Yeah, that was, like you said, you feel you kind of feel for the senior class. Uh, the gyms aren't packed. Uh, there's only maybe a few students there if they're related or, the student sections aren't as big, and it, it was it was it was tough to kind of feel for them and say you couldn't you didn't have that atmosphere that you had in previous years. And um, I think just kind of telling them day in and day out, just be thankful that we are playing games, even though there's only maybe fifty or sixty people in the stands and there's no student section. Um, but like like I, like I told the kids this year, we're we need to just still cherish it we got we got fans now we need to have uh make them kind of excited to be in the gym too 
Well, it's crazy because you guys don't have this problem, but there are there were schools last year that you know that was a normal crowd for them, and they really kind of learned how to play with that. But I I thought at times it seemed like overall that kids were trying to get themselves in it where the atmosphere feels like a scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. I there's I actually thought about this the other day that one of our scrimmages this year so far was probably actually more packed than some of the games last year we had. It was just one of those weird things that kids kids needed to try to find like you said, find their way to pump themselves up to make sure that they are as energized, as cute, I guess if you call it, um, that they would be with with bare minimum fans in there and I think like I said, I think players this year are, are really energetic about, hey, we're gonna have fans, we're gonna have student section, it's gonna be it's just gonna be exciting. I know that uh, the football team obviously had <laughs> I call it an interesting kind of crazy year because of the way their season goes and then they go out and put five hundred yards of total offense on Coldwater in the uh, first round of the playoffs, uh, that I would think uh, there's always a little bit of carryover from one to the other. Did that give the kids that you have coming back that are football players a little bit of confidence heading into this season? Oh yeah, that was they were they talked about that for the first few days of basketball when they did show up, and they were like at least at least it ended with a competitive game, and even though it wasn't obviously a win, they could kind of keep their heads high and realize, well, hey, we got, we got some talent here. We just need to maybe put a couple things together. We got and uh, help out with uh, maybe those younger classes of saying, Hey, if you just put, put work into it and um, kind of show up every day, then good results will, will happen. I'm still trying to figure out if I was Colin Bailey, I would need to take a nap for about a week. I mean, 79 touches, in that game of the 82 plays the offense ran. I, that, to me, just kind of marks what kind of competitor that that kid is. Oh, yeah, 100%. He, he wants the ball in his hands, and he, he likes making plays, and we kind of, we're, we're hoping he can carry that into the basketball court too on Fridays and Saturday nights. And, um, he may not be able to get it 79 times in, <laughs> in basketball, but we're going we're gonna to try to find some ways to make sure he gets it in crunch time and, we're, and he, like I said, he he enjoys that spotlight a little bit of making plays and helping out his teammates. He knows if he doesn't show up most nights, that the Jefferson Wildcats aren't probably going to be in the in the game. I actually said this on the football broadcast that night against Coldwater that to me he reminds me a little bit of you in high school in that it's okay, guys, get on my back. We're going to get this done. I have faith in all of you, but if you have faith in me. I can do some pretty good things. Yeah, and it's he he's a different breed. He's he likes he'll tell me from time to time too, just talking to him at practice and things and he's just like, Coach, run this play or just give me the ball and I'll make something happen and it's good to see that even though I don't know if you know, he's he's the only senior we have on the basketball roster in the whole program, so he kinda of puts on himself that he's gonna to have to kind of put up points, he's gonna have to defend the best player, he's gonna he's gonna have to carry us from time to time and I think like I said, he likes he likes that challenge. He likes to be able to um have that on his shoulders. How many times do you actually run the play he suggests? 
um, every now and then. <laughs> we don't, since we're mostly a most offense, we don't, we don't have too many plays, but the plays we do have, he, he likes, he likes those plays that we have. And he, he does, he does all right if I don't call for him, but, um, this year, especially with him being the only senior, we're going to put the ball in his hands just a little bit more. If it works, does he get a percentage of your salary, or how does that go? <laughs> uh, he he would probably like that. I don't I don't know if I could make that happen, but maybe the NIL like the college yeah, right. game has maybe maybe the high school will have that here soon before it's too long. Maybe you just take him to the creamery or something. Yeah, there you go. Creamery. He likes Chicken House too. Oh yeah. Last time I went there, they ran out of chicken. Um, well, that's Maybe probably he not was there before me. He could have been. That's, There's a lot of kids on our team that love that chicken house. Well, you got a bunch of big kids, so I they probably did go in before <laughs> me. That's probably why I didn't get any. Uh, you've got a big weekend uh, coming up, and you get the one game, but it's the travel to Wapak and notoriously a place that's not an easy place to win to kick off your season. I know they've got a couple of older players, and they expect a lot from this year. Uh, how do you feel after all of your practices are done going into tonight? I, I like our, I like our the way our team's playing right now. Our scrimmages, our preseason really went well. Um, even from even in June, that was the one thing I kind of a lot of coaches maybe told you that June having June this year um, after last year not being able to do it with COVID. I think the June schedule and the summer schedule really helped us out and helped our preseason and I feel confident about the way our, our team looks. I think our kids are confident. Like I said, they, there's a different energy about them and um, yeah, it won't be, it'll be a tough one. It'll be physical. Coach Elkert has them prepared every single game, play physical defense and take care of the ball and it'll be, it'll be a battle tonight. I'm trying to figure out when you guys became kind of a, a de facto WBL team because you've got at Walpock yeah, at Salina. Yeah, we um, Salina was a new ad this year. I forget how. I think um, they needed. They reached out to us. They needed an opening, and we just happened to have an opening and kind of worked out. We got that. Yeah, we got Walpole, Salina, Elida. Um, I don't think that I can't think of any other WBL. But yeah, we we got some big schools on those. So maybe fit in their WBL standings. Hopefully, if we had a good record. Well, I joke with Brett Hammonds that he's got enough games to qualify for a PCL title, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of area schools, a lot of conferences. Got to get that back and forth. And um, Coach Hammonds, for sure, wants tough games on his schedule too, just like me. And that's that competitiveness coming out in both of us. Well, and you guys have got them in the middle of a uh, five-game road trip uh, in February. Five of your last six on the road, and then you come home to play my Bearcats. But uh, that's, I mean, that's, if you're ever going to be ready for a tournament, there you go. Four Jennings, Lincoln View, LCC, Grove, and Elida all on the road. Yeah, and that's, not only are they away, but they're against tough opponents, too. And that'll, be, that, that'll get us ready for a tournament, for sure. Um, but, yeah, having those away games and tough atmospheres, and it'll it'll help this, this squad heading into tournament time. I always joke, uh, I wish you the best in every game unless you play at Spencerville. Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I know the, that, that's the one where you just you got to draw the line. Right. I know that rivalries don't mean <laughs> to the kids what obviously it means to older people, but is that game still kind of a, a marked game for you? Like, it, it's still a fun game because it still means a, a lot in terms of 
you know, the communities and, and, and rivalry and good fun and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. The kids for sure. Every time, every time they know we're, we got Spencerville on Friday night, they're, that always seems to be our best practice week. Um, just a lot of energy and they're always, they, they always know when, when you're playing Spencerville, you gotta, you gotta compete. And if you don't compete, you're probably, you're, you're probably gonna get blown out. Well, you've got five games in 11 days before that. So we'll see how, exactly uh that practice schedule goes that week <laughs> yeah we might have to maybe hold it back to about an hour practice because we'll be playing <laughs> right. tuesday friday Tuesday, friday uh, that's crazy how that works out I, I i thank you so much for doing this i wish you guys best luck this season again except for friday february 18th <laughs> no problem no problem thanks for having me that's jordan jettinghoff talking about the devil's jefferson basketball here on around the hern for the best service and quality in residential and commercial fencing, call DNM Fencing at Spencerville at 419-605-0293. DNM Fencing has become the leading provider of top quality results and the most excellent residential gate and automatic gate installations. If you want to add value to your home and increase the property's appearance and add security all at the same time, contact DNM Fencing for vinyl fencing, chain link fencing, and automatic gates. They provide wood, vinyl, and aluminum gates. That's DNM Fencing in Spencerville at 419-605-0293. DNM Fencing, securing the world. Switching gears back into the Western Buckeye League, I'm talking to Van Wert head coach Ben Laudick. And uh, Ben, it's kind of an interesting time, I'm sure. You guys just got out of practice. You've got uh, that... Now, uh, yearly delay, and uh, I know it's a happy delay for where you've got to wait for the kids to come back from football. That's a nice thing to get as a tradition going at Van Wert. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, you know, with what Coach Recker has been able to do with our football program um, to get it where it is, um, you know, it, it's really cool for, for our school, our community, and our kids. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, we're kind of becoming accustomed to it. Lucky enough, I was uh, – you know, I've I've had a son that's been on that team the past couple of years, so it's been. And I'm I'm a dad first, but uh, you know, and then a basketball coach. So it's it's I'm getting I'm getting used to it. It's uh, a weekend that you were supposed to kick off with Lincoln View. I asked Brett Hammonds about that earlier. He said he's so happy for the success, obviously the football team, but uh, kind of an oddity in that you get another week to sort of get your kids healthy. You start with four on the road. I mean, it's going to be almost Christmas time before you get to come home and play against Defiance. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, today was kind of day two and a half for us in the gym as far as with, you know, with all of our football guys. Um, and, you know, we're off and running next weekend uh, at Parkway with, you know, four away games. Um, we're not quite in basketball shape yet, but, I mean, our kids are working extremely hard. Um you know, and they're a lot of our guys were football players, so they're they're kind of hungry. They're not real happy with the way that obviously football ended, but um, you know, I'm kind of seeing that carry over into what we're doing in basketball. They're, I mean, they're working their tails off right now and trying to do everything we ask. So last year, kind of kind of the same thing with the state championship, and then it, it seemed like you're talking about basketball shape. Couldn't find it early on. End up going eight and fifteen. I know that's not what you guys had planned, but Really tough the way the WBL worked out last year with Shawnee OG and St. Mary's on top, four and five in the league. And I know that there were probably a couple of games that gave you gray hairs or made you want to pull your hair out because 
they just won two possessions here that went away, and that ended up being the difference. Yeah, um, you know, we, we we started with that, you know, obviously the state championship, and then we immediately went into a, a quarantine uh, due to my due to me. Um, I didn't realize I had it and got sick, and, you know, we went right into a, a break and then, you know, got in the gym, started practicing, playing a couple games, and, um, you know, the, the, the Grove game sticks out, you know, where we took him to overtime and, you know, lost a heartbreaker there and then went into another quarantine, you know, a couple of days after that again. Um, and then finally, you know, mid-January, we kind of found our legging and, you know, put, put together a string of wins and, you know, started to get things together. Hopefully that uh, doesn't come as late. Maybe we'll, we'll start a little sooner this year. We know that you know, there's going to be a little bit of growing things to start with this year. But, you know, we're excited. Most of the guys that are back from last year, so they, they've kind of done it. They've lived it a little bit. So they kind of know what, what to expect as far as, you know, game one. And we'll see what happens. When you come back from the second set of quarantine, at that point, is it a harder mental thing or a physical thing to sort of get back into, hey, we're in the middle of the season. We need to get this rolling shape. Um, it, men, mentally um, was what the, probably the toughest last year. Physically, I, I felt, you know, we had gotten our guys to where their basketball legs were underneath them. You know, mentally, you know, we – when we came out of that second quarantine, I think we practiced one day and just went down to Marion local and they just, they just handed it to us. And, you know, we were looking at, we need to play, we need to get, you know, get guys on the floor. And, you know, coach got down there said, Hey, you're going to be okay. And at the time, you know, when you're walking up the floor for 20 point loss, it's like, well, it's easy for him to say that. And sure enough, you know, we, we kind of put things together, but, I mean, he's a guy that I talked to quite a bit last year. I mean, he lives it every year at Marion Local. I mean, they're, they're in the, the regional finals, state finals, or whatever it is every year. So he's a guy that's done it and knows how to do it. And, you know, I, I appreciate his, his kind words. But at the time, I was like, geez, Al, I don't know if we're going to be okay. But uh, it, it worked itself out. Well, and he's one of those guys, too, where he shared your pain, so to speak, in that he's constantly getting his guys super late. Yeah, he, he is. He goes, you're gonna you're gonna play bad basketball at times, and he goes. But every coach wants to play their best, you know. Come mid February and into March, and I felt, you know, last year, we, you know, we you know we ripped off eight or nine out of ten, and you know, you know, lost the defiance in the sectional finals. But I felt like we were playing our best basketball at the end of the year. So, um, you know, it, it, it worked itself out. But there was definitely times last year, it's like, oh boy, is it ever? And part of that was our schedule. It was just brutal last year. So many good teams. Well, this year you get four of your last six away, ending with Crestview and Bath, and not traditionally easy places to win at the Tub in the Kingdom. No, no, not at all. Um, our schedule once again um, tough again. You know, first of all, we're we're in the Western Buckeye League, and there's always the perennial powerhouses of you know OG and Shawnee and Defiance and St. Mary's is good. I mean, I, I top to bottom, I, I, it's going to be very competitive this year. Um, plus, we got some new faces with coaches and different styles that we're going to have to get used to. And, uh, you know, our, our non-conference schedule, you know, we got to go to Delphi St. John's. We got to go to Crestview. We got to, you know, we got to go to all these other places that there, there's some tough places to win at. And some of those people are coming to us and they're going to be tough opponents as well. It, it is odd. Uh, I, I've been looking at schedules a lot when I talk to coaches and kind of the block scheduling of, we're away for X number of games, then we turn around and we have a ridiculous homestand. You have four games away to start the year, 
and then a five-game homestand with Defiance, William Trace, Alderville, Grove, and Lincoln View. Uh, just weird how how that happens. It's funny how it works. Um, it works out. You know, we get the you know the every two year it rotates in the you know the WBL, and it just kind of it just kind of seems like it. You know, we get those chunks every now and then, and it's it's nice to you know get maybe possibly getting things rolling at home where you can win. You know, do well on your home stand, and then it's kind of like, hey, we need to we need to get out of here and get on the road, and you know, so it. it I guess it's better than every other game, but. You know, sometimes there there can be like, holy cow, it's another game on the road again, or you know, being at home. You know, everybody loves to play home, but at the same time, it's like we need to go experience some tough environments as well that are going to help prepare us for the tournament. I've got to believe at this point that going to some of the places that you guys have to go to in that harsh environment, that your kids are about as mentally strong and battle tested with the places they've had to go for football specifically the last two years on the road, that uh, you don't have to worry about that as much or you can just kind of say, okay, I know you're going to be able to walk out on the court, block everything out, and focus on what we want to do. I I feel pretty good about that. You know, the like you said, the places our, our football guys have had to go and, and win at, and, you know, battle through some adversity that, you know, it's, it's definitely going to help us out, um, you know, when it comes to our basketball games this year and, um, our, you know, our seniors, um, you know, we got four seniors that are, you know, very good leaders. Um, they kind of never get too high, never too low. Um, you know, we're going to look for them to be, to be good leaders this year. And then, you know, we've got a couple of returning juniors, you know, Aiden Pratt for sure, you know, had a great football season, had a really good end to his uh, basketball season last year. We're, you know, we're going to look to those guys and, and some other juniors as well to carry what they did on the bas- or on the football field onto the, onto the basketball floor as well. So. Should be fun. When you get, yeah, I guess at any point during this season, what's the thing people don't know about Vanderbilt basketball this year that they will pretty soon? I feel we're uh, I feel we're deeper than we were that we have been in the past. Um, you know, I feel like we're pretty athletic at all five spots, and we, you know, and our bench. You know, like I said, it, you know, we we're, we could go three, four, five guys deep if we needed to. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna use our athleticism and quickness to if you get up and down the floor, try to make it a quick pace game, and you know, try to apply pressure in timely spots where maybe it's full court or you know, trapping a half court. We're still trying to figure some of that stuff out. We think we can do all this stuff. It may not look like it the first two days of practice that we've had here, but uh, you know, that's what, that's what we think we can do. And um, you know, we lost Owen Trees, a four year starter who scored almost fourteen hundred points. So. You know, we stressed over the summer and, and the off season that guys, there are going to be plenty of shots for people to take. You just got to shoot with confidence when you're open. And you know, we've had some guys that spent some time in the gym and become better shooters and better athletes. So, um, only time will tell. But um, you know, we we feel we feel we we're going to be very competitive. But at the same time, if we don't bring it, you know, we could lose you know any game on our schedule. So, but we also feel like we can win any game on our schedule if we, if we put put together a good game. Well, hopefully it's uh, more good games than bad games this year. I, well, we're hoping. We're hoping. Um, you know, we're going to try to take it one game at a time, you know, focusing on Parkway, but at the same time, um, we got to kind of focus on ourselves right now, you know, getting getting back to the, the things we want to do offensively and defensively, and, you know, if we can take a couple things away from Parkway, we will, but, right, you know, the first couple of weeks, it's going to be about us, making sure we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and 
Um, we'll worry about our opponent a little bit, but you know, just just because we're behind a little bit, it's it's, it's about us making sure we do what we need to do. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck coming up uh, starting next week. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going out and watching some games tonight, so um, you know I get the opportunity, so I might as well. So <laughs> right. it's free scouting. How often do you get that? Not very often. Once the season gets rolling. <laughs> well, again, good luck, and uh, specifically in the WBL. I know it, it should be a, a very good league, top to bottom, again this year. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Ben Loddick, the head coach at Van Wert, back with more here in just a second. Did you know the Hegemeyer Tire Service on 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert is under new ownership? Be sure to stop in and see new owners Kevin Price and Jared Hartman today for all of your vehicle service needs or give them a call at 419-238-2140 to schedule your next appointment. If you need tires, then you need Hegemeyer Tire Service at 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert. Hegemeyer Tire Service is a proud sponsor of Lincoln View Baseball and says go Lancers. Talking Shelby County League basketball now and the head coach of the Fort Loramie Redskins in at Core Britain. Uh, last year, 16-8. and eight. You go 8-4 and four against the uh, Shelby County League, but league looks pretty good. I mean, Botkins ended up being okay. Our league was phenomenal last year, and uh, obviously uh, we produced the league, uh, state champions in Botkins. They, they had a really, really good team, and um, I think they're going to be loaded again this year, and I think the conference will even be has a chance to even be better this year than it was last year. How do you feel about Fort Loramie? Uh, I like I like our group. I really do. Um, I think we're athletic and we have some length and some size. Uh, we're just young. We're gonna we only have one returning starter from last year, and um, he played a bunch of minutes. And outside of that, we just had one other role player that has ever played before. So we're we play Rushi tonight, and we're gonna break in seven new varsity basketball players. So it's a little bit of an unknown, but hopefully uh, we'll learn some lessons along the way and hopefully be playing really well by January. And you only need one point more than what the opponent has. That's just the way that I look at it. 100%. We just have to find ways to give ourselves chances to win the fourth quarter. And if we can do that, uh, who knows what will happen. You get two of your first three at home, obviously Jackson Center and Knoxville next weekend with uh, having to go on the road to Jackson Center that it seems like that's a big opening. I mean, with Rushi, with Jackson Center, with Knoxville, you guys every single year pretty much have to hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of what our program's been uh, born and raised on. We we love the competition. We love playing uh, right out of the gates and playing some really good teams. And us opening with back to back league games right out of the shoot is uh, a whole other challenge. But uh, you know what? We we look forward to those challenges and. We just want to compete. I mean, we've, we've been at it now for, I think, yesterday was our 10th practice since football ended. So we're ready just to get the show on the road here and play in front of our home crowd. This year was different in that last year, the success of the football team and also with COVID, uh, was it easier this year in that you, you knew what to expect and you knew when you were going to get your guys and what you were going to be able to do before taking on Rushi? I don't know if it's ever easy. I think last year we had the benefit of the uh, returning six of our top seven from the year before. Um, this year, uh, we, we only returned one of our top eight. So uh, that that has made it really, really challenging. Uh, you just don't know what to expect when you're as young as we are. But uh, I, I really like our athleticism, and I think we got some kids that can put the ball in the basket, whether we can do it consistently tonight and 
in the first month of the season is something we'll have to find out on, on the fly. For the first six at home, then you go away. Not easy places to win when you go away. Uh, Botkins for sales in St. Henry. In a span of seven days, you get those three travels. Uh, that's that, it's almost like Murderer's Row, right? Right in that spot. It, it's our our schedule is, is that way every night. I mean, if we don't show up to play, we could really get beat by uh, thirty to forty by just about everybody. And and we're playing ten games. We start tonight. We're playing ten games um, from tonight to. Uh, December 23rd. So we're going to get some basketball in here in the next month, and, and hopefully uh, we win some games along the way. Have you gotten to the point where when you take the girls to practice that they're pretty much just instructed to running the, the entire scheme now? Uh, they don't They don't make it to practice. Uh, right now my three-year-old is more into the, the Disney princesses and the dresses, and I don't even know if she knows what a basketball is. And my one-year-old just she just follows along with what everybody everybody else is doing. So I still have a chance with her. But Emery is definitely a Disney princess right now. I got really she got kicking into basketball season here. What I heard was after a loss, there's going to be Disney princess practice at Fort Laramie. I don't know about that. I'm sure my three-year-old would love it. She'd she'd come in her uh, mini mini dress or her on her Elsa dresses and. She'd have a blast, but I don't think the boys would be up for that. I mean, you know, you got to keep it light at some point. It can't just all be about basketball and drills. That's that's true. We do have a team bonding over at our house tomorrow for the Ohio State Michigan game. Um, I'm sure she'll try to put uh, break out the makeup kit at some point. <laughs> the better part about it is, you could probably take bets with the coaching staff about which one of your kids will go along with it. Uh, we have some really good kids. Uh, I I really enjoy this group. So I have a feeling a lot of them would go along with it. They're, they're pretty great kids. Is she going to be able to braid any of the mullets? Is my question. No, I don't. We don't, I don't even think we have a mullet on the team this year. I think that that tradition is, is passed away for now. Maybe that's, it'll come back. In that's years. sad. That's my favorite thing about any Fort Laramie game is that I feel like you know other people have they have to have certain names on the team, but. Uh, that should be your tradition. You should pick one guy. It's like Junior Seau wearing 55 at Southern Cal. It should be one thing that's bestowed upon one player every year. That That is a good idea, but not this year. We just don't have any mullets in the, on, on the roster right now. Who knows? Maybe by Christmas time after after the holiday season, we'll have some come through. Right. Uh, my favorite thing about your season this year comes – in January, and I'm really looking forward to it, being able to come down and do all four of these games. You guys play Tiffin Columbian in the MLK Classic. Where'd the idea come from, and, and how easy or hard was it to get it done in execution? Um, you know, we, we have a huge, we have two uh, really, really big shootouts in the summer. Uh, I think we had 40 teams at both shootouts this summer, 40 varsity teams, and we were, we've been pretty lucky to pull teams in from all over across Ohio. And, and when you do things like that, you, you build relationships with schools and uh, other coaches. And, and to be honest, I, I thought we've had some really good teams in the past. And, and we just haven't had much assurance from um, some other places, getting our kids an opportunity to play against somebody different. So uh, I talked to a couple coaches at uh, one of our shootouts and uh, four local teams. And I just, Brought the idea up with them, and, and they really thought it was a good idea. And I approached our administration, and we 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 got a great administration at Fort Laramie who who allows us to do some different things. And 
and they were on board with it too. So we, we got eight teams coming in. We're going to play uh, four local teams uh, versus four teams from out of the area. Um, all at Fort Laramie. We're going to play the JV games and the junior high gym and the varsity games in our main gym there. And it'll be a lot of basketball, and I think it's going to be a great day for everybody. You've got three big teams in Grandview Heights, Springfield Catholic, and Tiffin Columbia coming in from obviously a little further away. But it almost felt like when I saw the original schedule that you sent, Crestview Minster was a game that just sort of was happening either in Convoy or in Minster, and they just kind of maybe were okay with porting it to your gym. Well, last year we had we, – we tried to do it last year, and obviously COVID uh, uh, shut that down. We had uh, – we were supposed to play Convoy Crestview last year, and Crestview decided that they wanted to play in it again this year since they didn't have the opportunity last year, and, and we were all about it. So we, we counted that as a team from out of the area, and then we sort of just did a blind draw to match everybody up from there. So uh, Minster's playing Crestview. Uh, our second game is – Marion local Grandview Heights and Grandview Heights brings back seven of their top eight from a team that went to the regional last year. Um, and obviously Marion local is going to be very good again this year under Kurt. He does such a good job. And then Anna, who's our uh, defending Shelby County league champs with Bakken. And they went to the division three regional last year. They bring back a, a good nucleus of kids. And then uh, they play Springfield Catholic who brings back eight of their top nine um, from last year's 16 win team. And then, We'll close it down, and, and we'll we'll take our young kids up against a very experienced Tiffin Columbian team who's Division Two in Northwest Ohio, who won twenty games last year and bring back six of their top seven, including uh, All Ohio guard Logan Beeson, who's got some uh, interest at the Division One level. So it'll be a great day of basketball. A lot of really, really well coached basketball teams, and hopefully, we get a lot of community support and support from the area, and we draw some big, pretty big crowds that day. Well, I know I told my wife I was hanging out with you all day, and she pretty much just said, yeah, this seems like it's fine. Yeah, and if she's more than welcome to bring the little one down, I'm sure we can schedule a play day. Yours has got to be getting around here. <laughs> right, she'll be one in February. It'll be almost perfect. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Just like, honey, you want to go to Fort Loramie for the day? <laughs> well, and it's funny because we have talked about this amongst ourselves, but uh, we're actually getting ready to move to uh, your neck of the woods, so to speak, in Finley, and – I know there's a lot of things going on, and I have to imagine that as an Oiler, that you have a heck of a lot of pride with football team in the playoffs and the basketball teams have started out strong up there. Uh, I love Finley. Um, it, it, it's a place that I always hold, hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, the University of Finley opened up so many doors for me, and I got so many good relationships up there still. Uh, Love loved the university, love the area. Um, try to get back to a game or two every year. Uh, we still go to summer camp every every summer. We take our boys to the Finley team camp. Um, get to see Coach Ernst and Coach Sardo and some of the other coaches up there that I have good relationships with. So, yeah, Finley Finley's a special place. It's uh, big, too, because being able to get so much local talent that they've gotten up there the last couple of years, it's – I would think even more satisfying, so to speak, as a, a coach that sees a lot of that talent or has to figure out how to game plan for some of that talent of, okay, um, I'm done rooting against these guys while they're on the court against me. Now I can root for them while they're starring at UF. Oh, 100%. I know a couple of the kids that got uh, uh, signed this year, that'll be there next year, Mason, uh, Max Ross, uh, I coached with his dad when his dad was at Macomb and then, 
the Brant kid at Lipstick, we actually played against them this summer. And then, obviously, Jagger Landers from Antwerp. I got to watch him just a couple times last year on TV, and he's a special player, too. So, yeah, they're, they're doing a great job of recruiting the backyard and uh, definitely take a lot of pride in, in, in doing so. And it also allows their community and their fan base to grow as well. What do people not know about Fort Lormie this upcoming season that they're going to know pretty soon? I think just the intensity and the heart that our kids play with. We play extremely hard. Uh, we have uh, seven juniors that are front play for the first time, and then they bring a lot of intensity and toughness and, and physicality to the game. And I think it's something that our fans and our community will appreciate and get behind. Well, good luck tonight against Rushi at home. I hope the gym is packed. I hope you guys come out with a big performance, and good luck this season. Hey, thank you so much. That's Fort Lorby head coach Corey Britton back with more here in just a few. Ottawa Tire Service at 1436 East Main Street in Ottawa is your full-service automotive repair and maintenance shop. From tires, brakes, oil changes to engine repair, the experts at Ottawa Tire and Service Center are there to serve all your automotive and farm equipment needs. Your one-stop shop for service is Ottawa Tire and Service at 1436 East Main Street in Ottawa, 419-523-5309. Antwerp Archers basketball, the uh, next focus that we've got going on here with head coach Doug Billman. And uh, Doug, uh, good year last year, maybe didn't end the way that you would like for it, but only, what, four teams get that ending anyways. Yeah, certainly. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good things that are, are buzzing around our, our program and our kids. And, you know, so, you know, we certainly, you know, take some of those things from last year's team and we're going to carry on with some of the excitement. We're hopefully going to carry that on into to this year and just that buzz around our program gets our kids really excited and our fans excited. I would be remiss if I did not start with talking about Jagger and about mm-hmm. the uh, career that he's had and obviously with the signing of the University of Finley. Uh, how important is that kind of from a coaching perspective of a, a kid to get that done so he's able to just focus on basketball going into this year? And I think it is important um, just just for the scenario of I just know just from Jagger and you know uh, his family's sake uh, just how how kind of relieved they were just to get that off their plate and you know um, you know I know how excited he is and his family is for this upcoming senior year and just to have one of those things where they can they can check that off their their list and they can just kind of focus on the archers right now and, and his teammates and. Um, you know, just go out and play basketball. I think I think it's big, and um, you know, you know, I, I just know how he he went through uh, the football season, and you know, receiving text messages and phone calls from some of the coaches. Um, not that it bothered him; it's just it's just one of those scenarios where he can now just uh, you know focus on what's what's in front of him, and that's uh, his upcoming senior year. Well, I had asked him about it, and he, he had said, you know, it's like being able to take a big deep breath. Yeah, and he, he just. You know, after we had talked and, and gone through the process of, uh, you know, weighing pros and cons of, 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 of his decision, you know, just, you just, you, you saw that, uh, kind of relief off his shoulders a little bit. And, um, you know, that's, uh, such a huge benefit heading into this, this basketball season for him. Last year, you win district coach of the year. You guys go 22 and 0 in the regular season. First conference title in GMC in nine years. You're ranked number two in the polls heading into the tournament. When you go into being able to take that by and sort of waiting for a striker or a hilltop to uh, battle each other and figure out what you're going to do, 
are the boys able to compartmentalize all that stuff? Or, I mean, are, I know they're reading Twitter, for instance. Yeah, yeah, I think that they do a really nice job of keeping their feet on the ground. Um, you know, our, our coaches do a phenomenal job of just, I, I know it's kind of coach talking things of, of one game at a time, but, you know, we truly do prepare for each opponent the, the best that we can and going through tendencies and sets. And I think that helps us keep stay grounded uh, to not get too far ahead and, you know, not looking to, um, you know, you'll pass any one game. But, but, you know, one thing that we just kind of talk about, and, you know, it's, it's, you just identify the elephant in the room sometimes. It's like, you know, we, we get everyone the best shot. You know, they're, they're, when you have a target, uh, so to speak, at times, um, everybody is gunning for you and, um, you know, you know, throwing things at that you may never, that you hadn't seen on film before, you know, any, any little thing. So, um, I think we try to keep the kids as, as grounded as much, as much as we possibly can and just, you know, focus, focus on the next opponent at hand. And our kids do a really good job of that, you know, so I, I got to give them a ton of credit. I really thought you were going to start the Nick Saban speech that just came out uh, the last couple of days with Eli Gold <laughs> of, you know, you people expect no. a lot, but you know, you don't understand our kids have a bullseye every time they go out there. No, 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 no Nick Saban rants for me. So, so you won't get any of those. I, I thought he was pretty even keel for Nick Saban. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, if that would have gone on a, a few more minutes, you know, his his blood may have got a boiling a little bit more, and uh, maybe you would have seen <laughs> seen a little bit more of uh, uh, animation from uh, old Coach Saban. See, you've seen that from the other side. Now I looked at it from the broadcasting side with Eli Gold, just kind of laughing of, okay, I should probably cut this off now, but. He could have been. He could have kept going. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he certainly could have. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, it, it was a great, it was a great comment from Coach. And I, I mean, I do appreciate what he was saying there. That's for sure. And, uh, but uh, you could tell he was a little bit irritated. Well, and it is, I would think, from a coaching perspective, kind of an odd thing of in this day and age, it's not just about wins and losses. And you guys have been fortunate during your four years to have more wins and losses. And by fortune, I mean, obviously you worked hard, but that things kind of, you know how during games, things don't always go your way when you should be the better team. But of being able to to kind of keep everybody, okay, hush, hush, we still have to go out and play this game every night. Yeah, and uh, again, I, I, I really believe that uh, it's just a part of how you prepare. You know, I mean, what our kids are kind of, expecting from us as coaches uh in, in our preparations so, like you know it's it's not it's not yes we're just going to step onto the floor and just roll through this team no it's here's what they can do here's what personnel can so i i think it's just you know how you go about each game and preparing that gets your kids used to uh having an understanding of the importance of of you know uh, you know, they scout, they practice, they do those those things as well. So we got to make sure that we're ready to play. So I think uh, what your kids expect from you uh, in, in your preparation, I think that goes a long way as well. When I look up and down your schedule, I see that you were supposed to have uh, before anything figured out itself uh, scrimmages with Wassion Van Wert, OG. Obviously, all three either have went far or are still going far in the football tournament. I mean, what a, did you get any scrimmages in? That's just kind of, it seems like a bad luck thing for you. You know, it was a little bit and, you know, 
it, it, it kind of worked out in a scenario where you know we had a, a, a football, a little bit of a football run, so we we were a handful of practices behind too. So uh, we were able to get some scrimmages in where um, we had a team from Cleveland uh, Smithville High School came and uh, they scrimmaged uh, uh, on a Saturday with us, which was a really good scrimmage. Um, we did scrimmage with OG as you know, Coach uh, you know, Coach McLaughlin had had a had a few kids that um, you know. Uh, that we're able to at least go up and down, so we got some run in there, and then um, also we got to, got in a scrimmage with Parkway and Columbus Grove um, just this past Saturday, which was a really good one for us too. So uh, we were able to get a little bit of uh, up and down and a little, little bit of run in, um, you know, before we before we get things rolling with St. John's. I think my wife's going to fight you, being from the Cleveland area, that you referred to a Wayne County school as being Cleveland. Oh, I, I was just, uh, I'm not from that area, certainly not, so uh, she, I was just going she by is. reference. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, we call it Greater Northeast Ohio, but, uh, gotcha. you know, and that is kind of different, obviously, with, you know, OG, they're missing Colin White, and they're missing Landon Jordan, they're missing those kind of kids, but uh, it's, you know, hey, we have to get in what we can get in at this point. Yeah, it is, and, um, you know, you know that's, uh uh, you know Tyson, we talked to over there when we scrimmaged them. That's kind of that was their mentality. Uh, you know, just trying to do what they can with the guys that we have. You know, we were in the same boat there for about a week and a half, two weeks uh, when we had started. We, you know, we had six kids in our gym uh, waiting for everybody to get here from football. It's just you do what you can. Um, um, you know, and you and you try to you know get everyone caught up to speed. Um, you know, it happened a couple times in my time when I was at Bryan. We made a couple of long runs in the football playoffs. And, um, but, you know, so, you know, the fortunate thing for us right now is that you know, we had some, we have a veteran senior group that's, that's gone through it. So we've, we've been able to lean on that a little bit um, in this preseason to try and get everybody caught up. I feel like you guys are the San Antonio Spurs of high school basketball because you get one game home in the month of December and then. <laughs> with playing in Eden's tournament and then Audeville, Continental, Delphus Jefferson, it feels like, I mean, you're quite literally away from December 4th, after December 4th through January. Yeah, it's a very unique start. Um, you know, just, you know, just for the fact that you, you, you open up at home and then you don't really get the chance to wear the home whites for a while. And, and you know, it's, it's uh, it's something that we talk about with our guys for sure, and, and they have an understanding. But you know, they're high school kids; they just want to go play basketball. Um, I know that they would rather, much rather play at home a little bit more, especially early. But you know, part of that is the fact that uh, you know, each year the, the Route Forty Nine Classic, you always, you know, if it's not at your home place, you know, you guaranteed you know two road games um, automatically right there in December anyway. So it just makes it a little bit worse uh, when when those those three years in a row that uh, you had to play on the road during 49. But, yeah, again, our, our kids have an understanding. They just want to go play. Right, yeah, they don't care color jersey or where they're playing. Yep, that's right. And Unless it's like 10 degrees and there's three feet of snow, and then... <laughs> that's a little different story, that, and hopefully that, that can hold off a little while. <laughs> well, and it's an oddity, too, because then later in February with the way that your conference schedule works out, you're playing pretty much half your games in Eden right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. With uh, that, uh, the 49 being that way and then, and then an opportunity to, you know, you, you, with, with the way the schedule is and um, you know, how 
you know, those other three schools in Hicksville, Eden, Medgerton, um, one's, one's in our league, or two of those schools are in our leagues. We're going to have to play a league game no matter what. And then Eden's always a, a non-conference team. So we, we could legitimately play all, you know, one of those teams, one of those teams three times. You know, we've done it with Edgerton before because you play them once in the, in the 49, you play them once in the league or in a non-league contest and then turn around and play them in the tournament. And that's not, that's not a ton of fun, uh, but, um, you know, We'll, we'll be making a couple trips, a couple three trips up to Eden this year. That's the way it works out. And then, of course, getting the opportunity to showcase your boys in the OG Winter Classic. Uh, with that, I know you have a, a good relationship with Tyson and with OG. Uh, how did that come about that you were able to work that into your schedule? Yeah, it was. Uh, we're, we're, we're blessed to be, you know, to, uh, that they thought of us and coming down and playing. And, um, you know, Tyson had contacted us and see if we could get worked in, and we were we were able to. Uh, you know, uh, we had a, we had one of our early opponents actually that uh, um, wasn't sure that they wanted that uh, they wanted to renew the contract uh, with us this year, so we were able to slide in and have an extra game uh, with that, and uh, it worked out. And you know, we're excited to play. You know, we're going to play a really talented basketball program in Dayton Dunbar, and um, you know. Our, our kids see that on the schedule, and they, you know, it, it just it just gets a little bit of excitement that uh, you know this is something that they've never done before, obviously, and you know certainly we'll play a team that um, you know you probably only experience those types of things in the summertime when you're playing in a, a, a camp or something to that nature. So um, it'll be fun. It'll be a uni- unique experience for our guys and our fans, and it'll, it'll be um, a great experience. And. I think what's great about that is uh, last year was kind of the oddity with COVID that those gyms and they had Shawnee, they had OG, they had some of the top teams in the state in those three games. Uh, Audeville last year as well as uh, they put up a record performance, but you'll have a tournament atmosphere. And it's just sad to me that uh, Peter Pullen isn't the head coach at Dunbar anymore because he could break out one of the suits that he uses down at the state (laughs) tournament. (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what our coaches and I were talking about when we saw that uh, Dunbar was coming in. Says we're going to have to match uh, their their dress game a little bit, but uh, yeah, so that that may change a little bit with you know with the, with the changeover in coaching staff. But uh, um, we're still excited, and you know it's going to be you know you know OG that, that gym when it's full of fun. You know it's absolutely unbelievable, and um, it'll be a great experience uh, you know, for us to go play there. If you guys can pull off those crushed velvet uh, jumpsuits, I will. <laughs> I will die of just being impressed. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a challenge, then. <laughs> right. I mean, Denny Thompson he uh, responded with a uh, an orange suit that he got from his assistant. So, I mean, there's the I marker for you right there. I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, big season kicks off tonight. You get St. John's at home, and then Holgate. On the road, uh, you sit uh, a couple of hours away from the tip-off of the first game. How do you feel about your team? I mean, I, I our, our guys have have uh, been really focused this week for sure. Um, you know, our scrimmages have been kind of up and down. Um, you know, so but they've been really in tune to what we've been trying to do. You know, St. John's is a really solid team. Um, and you know that Coach Elward does a. Uh, a great job and it's a great basketball tradition and program and you know they're you know so they, they give us some problems that you know we've struggled with so far in the preseason with their guards and, and quickness and things but you know the excitement of, of the opener is uh, really kind of gotten what's uh, buzzing in, in in our town today and 
you know, it should be a great atmosphere. We're, we're looking forward to seeing a lot of a lot of fans in the stands again, and you know, we're just ready to get this thing going. I, we talked to the kids just a little bit ago. You know, from from here on out, it's a, it's a journey, and it's a long one, um, and, and they know that. And it's uh, um, it's all about you know being prepared, and, and and it's all about having great effort. It's all about you know handling handling things and and having appropriate uh, reaction when things go go right and when things go wrong. So. Um, we're, we're just excited to kind of see where we are tonight and then just kind of keep going and trying to get better. Well, good luck tonight and the rest of the season. I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about the Archers. I, I appreciate it. That's Doug Bowman, the head coach at Antwerp. Back here in just a few. Keith Undorf's coming up. Please don't tune away. When you want quality and affordability, take the savings drive to Herring House Furniture in downtown Ottawa. Two floors and 35,000 square feet of showroom. Come on over and check us out. I hope you stayed tuned. I said don't tune away. Keith Utendorf now talking about Ottawa basketball. Kicks off tonight against New Bremen. And, uh, I mean, is it weird to you? Your season is already here? Um, yeah, you could say that. <clears throat> it's been quite a... Uh condensed regular season or preseason I should say coming into our regular season so we're going to see where we're at to start the year but uh, pretty proud of our guys for how they've handled the abbreviated preseason and trying to get ready for uh, 12 games in 33 days so it should be uh, a good time. I mean that's the dream though right you pretty much go from one to the other. That's true Uh, we we will take the success that we had in the fall and it's a credit to our kids, you know, the soccer program, cross country, uh, golf. We've had a lot of success in the fall, and, and we hope that a small bit of that starts to carry over here into the winter. Um, and I think culturally we're in a good spot for that to happen. As a coach, you're just always wanting a little bit more time before you have to put something in black and white on the uh, ledger. But um, I know our kids are excited to go go play, and we'll find out this weekend what we've got. As a coach and uh, the PCL Golf Coach of the Year, as I understand. Yeah, someone someone told me that I uh, I, I, I received that award. So, uh, humbly for sure. You get an actual sure award, they just give you a little certificate. <clears throat> oh, no, it's a big plaque. Uh, it's a big plaque. And uh, it's, uh, it's a good thing and it's humbling. But uh, that's a byproduct of having good players. So, we're just uh, happy to, to I mean, have those guys nice. around. I just would have assumed they would have just given just because it's you some kind of just piece of paper that says, hey, thanks, you're number one. Well, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm probably really popular with a lot of people, um, least of which probably my family, but, you know, that's beside the point. But, uh, you know, maybe a popularity award. Actually, there's no right. way. So, right. no, there's no way. Uh, so. This has quickly gotten off track. Uh, this is pretty much what you would expect to the most frequent guest on this podcast. So I will be sending you a certificate written in crayon next week about that. That might be my, my greatest uh, award yet then. Right. No, no, forget the kids and all that and everything you've done. It's, it's that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, this year, a little bit different. Obviously, last year you had the success of the fall programs, but you also had to deal with the same thing everybody else did with covid and it hit you guys a little bit harder than it did a lot of schools that you had it uh, kind of permeate your program and you got an even later start than what you anticipated. Yeah, you know, I, you know, last year we had some 
some different scenarios that uh, we had to deal with. We had obviously 10 returning uh, lettermen, uh, 11 actually last year. Um, so that made it a little bit easier to, to have that abbreviated season this year. You know, everyone's dealing with stuff and, and we're no different, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this preseason goes and, and whether or not our kids are ready, but uh, we're trying to just get through and, uh, and see what we've got here to start the year. You kick off tonight at New Bremen, not traditionally an easy place to play. I know that these are put into play years in advance, but uh, back-to-back weekend to open up the year with at New Bremen and then home for Perry, you're going to find out real quick, I would think, how good your young guys are. Yeah, for sure. Um, this one, I think, I'm trying to think when we came up with uh, New Bremen on the schedule, I think we had one change from last year where we've had obviously several. Uh, given the last few years with uh, the Winter Classic at Ottawa Grandorf that we were at, and then we had plans to be at Flying to the Hoop before that was canceled last year. So we've had to be pretty used and pretty uh, flexible to find and add opponents. And I think maybe the New Bremen was this summer. Um, and you talk about the weekend that we have. I mean, we've watched both teams on tape, and they're very impressive. They're two very uh, sound programs and got great players and good staffs to lead them. And you're right, we're going to find out how good we are right off the bat. Uh, I'm just happy that our kids are, you know, ready to kind of face this and, and see where we're at. And then they've embraced the idea of just improving. Um, the schedule we have in front of us is is daunting, uh, but our kids understand it. They understand that we've been put in this position because of what we've done in the past, and we're going to embrace it and see what we've got this weekend. At, like you said, a tough place to play. It's a beautiful gym, so we're looking forward to the hour hour trip south and and see what we've got tonight. Well, how much are you able to go back in terms of scouting? And you say you've got film on Bremen and Perry. I, I mean, you have to kind of rely on last year, but is it more the first maybe week or so of just trying to execute your own stuff and just do you, as they say? Uh, I think it, you have to. I think that's probably got to be – 80 to 85% of uh, your preparations going into this weekend. And, you know, yeah, we have watched both teams on tape, but they've got different numbers. They've got, you know, personally, we don't do a lot of stuff in our preseason stuff as far as sets and incorporating some of the stuff that we'll end up doing. We feel like practice is the best place to try to do that and not put anything too much on tape. So I'm sure a lot of coaching staffs approach it the same way and, you know, we'll see. I think uh, hopefully what we do and, and how we do it, if we're good at it, we feel like we'll be in a very competitive situation in, in both matchups this weekend. And I'm sure they feel the exact same way. So it's it's largely to what you said, what we do and how we do it for this opening weekend or two. And I think we'll just try to evaluate everything else from as the season goes on. And we, we prepare, you find out a little bit more about each opponent and, and maybe prepare a little bit differently this weekend. It's, it is, it's about us try to do what we do and do it as well as we can and then see what happens on the scoreboard. Well, and if you're not uh, good right out of the gate, things don't get any better for you when you uh, take on Columbus Grove next Friday. Yeah, no Columbus Grove, Bath, Antwerp, Port Jennings, Spencerville. That's our first three weeks. So um, we're going to find out where we're at right now. I don't think that'll be where we're at 
in February, but uh, I, I know our kids would rather play games, so I'm sure they're looking forward to it. And uh, we'll just take everything in stride and understand that we're different. We don't have any different expectations other than just to improve every day. And we'll see if we can use these things to figure out what we need to get better at. Well, then, of course, after you play Antwerp, after you play Jennings and Spencerville, you've got, uh, just like Antwerp, basically a month away from home where you play six games from the time that after you play Spencerville at home on the 11th, you're not home again until Miller City on January 14th. Yeah, we, we, we like to fashion ourselves as road warriors here. We usually have that little quirk in the schedule where either we're at home for about four or five games or six games in a row. And obviously this happens to be the year where it's the opposite. But uh, I, I think uh, there's something to be said about a toughness of a team to be able to go on the road and, and try to do what you do. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun with fans now this year uh, back and, and able to kind of be as many as they want and, and fill it up and enjoy the environments. I think you have to embrace those types of things because it's not like it's going to change. So we know that that's ahead of us, but we're looking forward to just making sure that we're in a position to be able to play those games and, and uh, enjoy being uh, the subject to a little bit of uh, hostility, I suppose, in some of those places. Especially where you're going, yeah. I joked with uh, Brett Hammonds earlier on about how his team nearly qualifies to play for a PCL title and that they play everybody in the PCL and they scrimmage Pindaragoboa. Uh, you guys nearly play enough games to qualify for a Northwest Conference title. For sure. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've added Balding, actually, too, to the schedule, which now they're not even in the NWC, so we, I guess we missed out on that. But, uh, yeah, we feel like the NWC and the MAC schedule that we play we could be charter members. So I, it is what it is. We like to play good teams, and there's a lot of good teams that we play in both of those conferences in the non-league schedule. So we feel like it gives ourselves uh, the best barometer of where we're at at that current moment. So we're certainly not afraid to play anybody. Um, but it's, <laughs> to your point, we are sort of charter members of a, <laughs> a few other conferences that are pretty – pretty renowned for their quality basketball programs. Well, and it's Lincoln weird because everybody thought it was just Lipsick that moved to the NWC. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a few more. There's, there's a few other teams that uh, have quite a few uh, road opponents, or, or excuse me, uh, out-of-conference opponents like that. Well, that and the other part of it is, is I think you're trying to win the Route 66 trophy because you guys have to hit every one of those schools too. <laughs> we do. We do. We have... It's, it's quite, I think we're at Minster this year. We're at New Bremen. St. Henry is later in the year. I think we go to those three. All three of them are on the road. So, joy. We uh, we become the the road uh, MAC team for, for most of the MAC as well. I wish Route 66 ran through St. Henry. It would make me getting there a heck of a lot easier. Does it, does it not? No, it does not. It's definitely not. Amazingly, well, yeah, amazingly, I... I am so happy that I have the people in our program, uh, including our bus driver, Lynette. <laughs> I literally, I don't have to worry about anything. She gets us there as fast as possible every time. and It's about as seamless as it can work. So usually they just tell me, hey, we're here. 
and then well, uh, we go play. <laughs> it's because you weren't going to leave it up to Odie. Well, no, no. Navigational issues are are definitely not where I would. He would not be where I would go first. Yeah, I've heard the story about how you guys got to Mansfield for soccer. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you yeah. ended up in Mansfield is a, is a small miracle by itself. Well, he was driving, so I'll blame everything on him. Well, there, there you go. Uh, you're able to put last year in a box a little bit. You lose a tremendous group, obviously two young men at the top that are playing college basketball. Uh, the last four years with them, and especially last year, uh, I would think you could not be more proud of what you've accomplished as the head coach at Audeville with not just on the basketball court because you've had a good run, but with those young men. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> this week we've had, I think, five or six at least of those guys come back and uh, want to be a part of practices and, and help the kids prepare. They're still here, um, and that that matters to me more than about anything, that, that they feel welcomed and, and feel like they're a part of something, again, that's bigger than themselves. And that was something we've taught or we believe that we've tried to teach um, and instill in these guys in, in, in our program. For those guys, the last four years, I don't. It doesn't matter what they, I accomplished. That doesn't even factor into that. What they've accomplished is is obviously well known, and and but they feel as engaged and a part of the program now after they've left it uh, as anything. So I think that's probably the greatest win that we could say is that they've invested so much that they feel like it's still theirs even after they're gone. And it's pretty proud. It's a pretty proud thing to be able to see and, and realize as a coach that those kids still want to feel that connected. So we're pretty proud of them for that. I've been uh, pretty fascinated with this question lately, and I've gotten a lot of really good answers. Uh, is there a coach in the Putnam County league or on your schedule that you feel like you could take one-on-one? Wow. That is a good question. I thought so. You know, I've, every once of, every once in a while, some of our players like to challenge uh, challenge me in a little one on one. A couple of them found out that I can that the old fat guy can still move a little bit, and I wasn't a very good player. But I've heard that you know, story. <clears throat> yeah, I think I know. I know I could take Chris Kuman. He always used to tell. I always used to watch. He was older than me by about three years. So he was far far enough away that I could watch him. And and he used to be able to guard some people, but I know he can't guard me now. Um, So I know I could take him. Maybe Mr. Hain. I think Mr. Hain and I could go back and forth a little bit. The rest of them, I'm not sure. I'll give them their due credit, but I, I know for sure that I could take Chris Kuhn to school. I, I know that uh, – could you be Frank Kill? Uh, no. No, no, because no, my, my, my advantage now is to be able to use my posterior a little bit better than I used to when I was a svelte young lad. Now I can use my posterior. I think he's got enough of a posterior and uh, man strength to keep me out of the paint. So I think I'd give it to him probably. There we go, man strength. This just went off the rails. <laughs> I knew it was coming. It was coming at some point. I, uh, I'm obviously always happy to see your team, and I will see you in a couple of hours at New Bremen. That'll be great. You know what? And I just want to, you know, 
I'm really happy with our kids this year and how they've approached this. Um, I'm looking forward to see what we've got. I have no idea how good we are going to be at the beginning of the year, but I've watched, you know, two weeks worth of practices. And tonight, I I just want to see kind of where we're at and uh, get a barometer. But our kids have really worked hard and um, they're trying to do what we're asking them to do. How well we do it tonight, we don't know, but I think they want to get better and then bought into that. So I don't know. Hopefully we give you something good to watch tonight. Uh, hopefully I can find some words to put to it that are uh, are apt. <laughs> well, <laughs> whether good or bad, that's, that's totally on you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Let's see how that's that goes. True. But uh, I wish you good luck. I, I thank you as always. Avery's happy to hear you. Well, there's there's that's two Averys that really do appreciate me. Actually, uh, now my daughter, I'm not sure, but your daughter, that, that's that's awesome. I'm glad she's happy to hear from me. Either that or she's tired of hearing daddy talk. One of the two. <laughs> I don't well, know. let's give them something. We'll get out of here. How about that? Right. That's <laughs> so we'll the, save everybody. the one and the only Keith Udendorf talking about Audeville basketball and a lot more. For passenger, commercial, or agricultural tires, contact the experts at Schnipke Brothers Tire and Service, 20986 Road M in Cloverdale. Schnipke Brothers has a complete line of tires, wheels, and rims for all your needs. Service, installation, balancing, and mounting. From light truck to commercial farm equipment, Schnipke Brothers Tires, 20986 Road M in Cloverdale. 419-532-3999. In the field or on the road, big or small, they service them all. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday, 9 to 2. Schnipke Brothers Tires, 419-532-3999. One of the uh, returning guests on this show has been on this show a handful of times, but he has a different address for his office now. And the uh, head coach, Addy Lida, and Matt Tabler you're getting ready to get your season started with a bang. First of all, congratulations. Second, I mean, you step right into it. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a change. Uh, we we joked a little bit about it at the luncheons um, this week. Uh, I said I'm used to turning left out of my driveway, and now I turn right. But the first day of school, I actually turned left to go to Perry. It's just been a staple of my life for the last 14 years. A fabulous community, um, great people over there, made lifelong friends, um, loved every kid I coached there. But it was a change for me professionally I needed. Um, I, I think that there was a new challenge. Um, I grew up in the Elida School District, even though I went to Lima Central Catholic. So a lot of my friends growing up were Elida kids. And one of the things I said when I got the job was, uh, this is a championship community with championship kids and with championship facilities. So it was something I wanted to jump at. And yep, we are, we are already here. Coach Kill and I had talked about this probably back in May about this game and it's here before we know it. Well, you're preparing exactly how I would think a basketball coach should be watching basketball. He's out buying Christmas trees right now. (laughs) Well, Coach Kill, he, he's, his resume speaks for itself. He's a, championship coach nothing gets him down and I think that's why he's such a good coach he's always positive and optimistic about his team even if they're in a bad place and um 
you know, uh, Coach Kill is my best friend, and uh, we've talked a lot of basketball over the years, and um, just a great, fabulous coach. Obviously, like I said, his resume speaks for itself in the championships that he's won. The last time that I had the, the two of you yahoos on, we were talking about when you were at Perry and he was at LCC about who wins the game has to go get the other's drinks. And, uh, I mean, you've had a pretty good run against his team. So I, I hope that maybe you're having to uh, have him go get your drinks for a while. Uh, I hear the baby crying here. Uh, yes, uh, it's one of those where we're really inexperienced. We don't have many uh, varsity minutes. Um, and so our kids are just getting better daily. We only have four juniors and seniors. And when you play the schedule that we play in the WBL and our non-league schedule, having to play LCC twice and Toledo Central Catholic and, and, and Finley and uh, the likes of that, matched up with the WBL. It's just a difficult, difficult task to ask a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. So what we're talking about is keep getting better every day, and this is going to pay dividends. But at the same time, our juniors and seniors, you know, they're in their last two years. So we're fighting hard, and we're getting better every day defensively, and we're going to see what we can do this year. I feel like you're reading a lot of uh, coaches' quotes books. Uh, I mean, it, you're it just is what it is. pretty good at this after 15 years. Oh. Well, it is what it is. Uh, when I when I went to Perry 14 years ago, uh, there was a list of people that uh, liked the Nick, and we, we created a list of the coaching staff because we knew what we were building, and it wasn't going to happen overnight, and it took us seven to eight years to win consistently, and then we wanted to go on the mountaintop and shout that list off when we made the pinnacle in the state final four, but that's okay. That's what drives us as coaches to get better and but I'm also realistic at the task at hand. Uh, we're going to have trouble scoring the basketball this year. But again, uh, defense is how you build a program, and that's what we did at Perry, and uh, we're going to continue to do that at Elida. How shocked do you think they would have been if you had shown up for work that first day and just walked to the door as if nothing happened? I don't know. You know, it was uh, I'm in contact with so many Perry people, and those same relationships that I built out there, I'm building right now at Elida. Elida has been great. They've um, you know, open their arms uh, to me. Um, I'm trying to do everything to show them what school spirit is and what I've learned at Lima Central Catholic and, and the late great principal at Perry and what he did, Nick Weingart, with uh, our cheering sections and just to produce that more school spirit. And so, you know, we had our whole boys team at the Finley Elida girls game last week and we had a blackout and we were cheering every possession. So, you know, it's one of those where, again, if I could learn some things along the way and share with the new school, I'm happy to do that. Uh, your uh, schedule sets up. You've got that big road trip in December. Uh, not easy places to go. You've got the Vatican. Uh, the Palace is in there. Kenton's in there. OG's in there. And, uh, oh, yeah, Wednesday, December 22nd, you just happen to have a trip where you can make that turn the other way. Not really, because I would think you'd have to drive to Elida first, but uh, what's that going to be like when you go back to Perry? Well, it's probably, you know, it's one of those, when we created the schedule at Perry, we weren't fortunate enough to do that in the first or second year to play the likes of a Walpock um, in Elida, a Shawnee, an LCC, a Bath, um, and then a Minster and a Fort Lorne. And uh, so, our kids and all the great things they did helped build that schedule. So now it's kind of turned around on us, and 
Um, Perry's getting to play all those teams again, and on the twenty second, yeah, we'll head over there. And I think it will be it will be kind of exciting just to see all the faces because as many relationships as you build up, and, and you maybe text message one, one another maybe once every couple of weeks, you just don't see them face to face because you're enthralled in your new job and working hard to build a new, another program. So it will just be good to get back. And uh, it was nice to see some of the boys at some of the luncheons and. I talk with Clay, and, and Clay is doing a fantastic job from what I understand, and I think uh, the program is just going to keep heading upward with Clay. Big, obviously, basketball, Addie Lida, but with the field house being such of its own character pretty much during the season, uh, to walk in there, and I know that you've spent probably days at a time, time-wise in that place over the years, but to walk in there now as the head coach of Elida after what, has been done there throughout the years. I mean, what are you thinking about your first night at work? Are you nervous even at all? You know, I was telling our kids, um, it's okay to have those little butterflies, um, but you shouldn't be nervous. Those those butterflies are just preparing you for what's coming. Um, you'll get those as a coach a little bit, but when you start to coach in 340, 350 games, it's just another one to just hope that your kids – you know, retained everything that you put together. And we told our kids, there's a bunch of pieces and we lay them all out. And as coaches, we're putting them together as a puzzle. And from day one to the first night of, uh, of the game, everything's going to be put together. We may have to tweak throughout the season, but we will have you prepared. And, and after practice today, that's what we told our kids. So, you know, it's okay to have those little butterflies, but remember you have to, um, use your brain a little bit and because our defense is kind of complex and and these freshmen and sophomores you know they're playing freshman basketball a couple played jv basketball others are playing junior high basketball last year so them retaining a scouting report and what we're trying to do and how we try to defend it but we felt like we prepared them with enough uh drills and how we're defending um, we're not going to give them everything LCC does. As coaches, we know what they do, but if we can keep it simple for our young kids and just go out and do what we do and do it well, we should be okay. I've asked every coach this because I'm always fascinated by this. Beginning of the season, especially with the high-caliber teams that you take on in the tip-off classic, do you go into your first weekend just kind of doing you, so to speak, or are you able to look back at last year and maybe pick and choose – because there's so much turnover on the four teams that will be on the floor tonight. Well, most coaches are going to do what they do, and it's not really going to change. Um, at the high school level, you are dealt your hand. You're not out recruiting in most cases. The kids that you want to fit your program, like a college level, so you feel comfortable doing what you do. So obviously I know what all – three of these coaches do coach Kill being my good friend tri- playing trip the last nine years. And then um, coach Powell, obviously uh, working under me. So uh, I've always been a big believer. And we did that with most teams at Perry was even if it was, I mean, when you got to the tournament detailed a little more on personnel, but it's one of those where you have to do what you and do, do what you do and do it well and make them kind of adjust to you. Have you gotten used to the orange clothing yet? Uh, it's been a change. Uh, I still get razzed a little bit at school when I wear something red, and uh, it doesn't have anything Perry on it, but they refer to it as Perry right away or our rival Shawnee. But, uh, I, you know, there's been so many great businesses. Our athletic director, Dave Evans, is awesome, and 
hooks me up with a lot of the lighted gear and the more and more we move along here uh, we've had spirit packs and everything yeah I, I really like the black um because that's a little more slimming the orange is very not flattering on that's me. every big guy's joke <laughs> yeah. many, exactly and that's why those nights hanging out with frank i think <laughs> yeah it's one of those where i just stick to the black i had a fractured leg uh this this summer so i didn't do much exercising so i put a few extra pounds on well i hope that you eventually get to the point where you can rock one of those uh state championship orange suits hey man that's that's our goal and and we said that in the interview process that uh yeah, you shouldn't hire me if, if if that's not what i'm thinking and uh we're going to try to build this up here and Hopefully everyone's just patient because it's going to be a process. And that's the word that we've used with our kids. That's what the word we used in the interview was it's going to be a process, but we will get them there. And uh, I'm just excited uh, for this season to start, but just see these kids go throughout the season and over the next two, three, four years. Well, I give you the same uh, thing that I give every coach. Good luck to you at every game that you don't play Spencerville. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those where we play Spencerville next Friday. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's coming quick, and they got a good squad, and Coach Sensball always does a great job. You know, they pretty much have everyone back this year, and they have a couple guys that were injured, or a real big piece that was injured last year, and Perry met them in the sectional final. That was a really, really tight game, a uh, six- or eight-point game, and I was impressed on Coach Sensible. But the task at hand right now is LCC, and uh, get this weekend out of the way, and then we'll be prepared for Spencerville next Friday. Well, I loved our chats when we were at Perry. I look forward to our chats while you're – winning a lot of games at Elina. Most definitely, and thanks for all you do. I enjoy being on this podcast. I know sometimes as coaches it's it's hard to get to uh, every interview, but I've always enjoyed doing this one with you. Well, coming up next, he's actually trying to beat Ben now. Frank Kill's coming up on the end of this show here in just a few. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. I alluded to it a couple of minutes ago. It seems only right that this year is a preview of the uh, head coaches of various high schools ends with Frank Kill. We just talked to Matt Tabler. He talked about uh, the respect, obviously, that he has for you guys and about the uh, tip-off tournament this weekend, which, by the way, is only a couple of hours away as we sit here. And, uh, uh, Frank, big, big weekend of high school basketball to kick off, and it's finally here. Oh, it's a long Long overdue, but definitely uh, excited for it. Um, I didn't know this weekend would happen for for the T Birds because of the success of the football team. But you know, ready or not, we got to be we got to be on our A game tonight um, with four practices and with one walkthrough. Um, we're we're as, as good as we get right now. But it's a long season. We're not worried about tonight or tomorrow. But just no, most importantly, just. Uh, Finding some chemistry and some, uh, you know, some roles, and who's going to fill in the spots of like Rossi Moore losing him last year was a big loss. But we're definitely excited. Did your guys just go straight from uh, end of football to day one of basketball? I mean, it seems like you have those kind of athletes who can't really sit around and twiddle their thumbs or or do anything else. They have to go straight from one to the other. 
I mean, three guys on the football team out of the 11 that are on the varsity roster, I believe probably on the bus on the way home, text me and said, what time's practice tomorrow, which would have been on a Sunday. <laughs> so I had to tell them, like, take tomorrow off and I'll see you Monday after school for a quick meeting. And in that meeting, I said, uh, you know, I don't expect any of you guys to be there today. I need you to get rest. But all of them, all 11 of those guys were there. And, you know, I, I was really excited to see it because they're just hungry. Um, you know, losing the weight, losing in football just kind of left a sick feeling in their stomach. And, you know, they're ready to get back on the hardwood floor. I would think on in some way that that's a testament to you that you run a program that they're eager to be part of and, and get things started. Yeah, it's a great thing. You know, these guys are, um, you know, they're excited about basketball. You know, they're not nearly as invested as I am, you know, because this is my full-time job as being a head basketball coach, you know, in their lives. You know, a lot of these guys are three-sport athletes. So, you know, when I say they're not invested, um, they're, they're invested in the entire year of whether it's football, basketball, or baseball, or, or track, whatever it may be. You know, but they're excited. And, and I'm really excited that they feel the joy and, and the, the excitement and, and just playing high school sports. And they know this weekend with the tip off classic tonight, it's a big, it's a big time deal. I mean, the kids in the school, I mean, the student body is excited for it. Um, you know, these four communities come together. It's, uh, it's pretty magical. And, and just to think that like, you know, it's been going on for 34 years now and it's still, it's still run at a high level and, and it's great basketball to watch. You've pretty much got this and deciding how much uh, Cleveland Guardians apparel to buy. That's that's your life right now, right? <laughs> you know it is. It's uh, it's exciting. You know, I uh, you know when the Guardians came out, you know, Hearn, I, I didn't know whether to like it or not. But at the end of the day, the Cleveland baseball team will be in the city of Cleveland. You know, I, there were so many rumors with going to whether it was Memphis or Nashville. You know, I'm just glad to have a baseball team to root for. So. I could have care less whether it was the Spiders or Guardians or the Tribe, whatever people wanted to call it. I'm just glad to root for my baseball team. And, you know, when it comes to sports in general, I mean, COVID took a lot away from us a year and a half ago. And and I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, what it did for so many kids and even coaches like myself, because this is what I wake up and I think about every day, you know, I what's on TV, you know, and I'm just really glad to have the fans back. You know, last year was just, it was great to be back, but it wasn't the same. And to have the, the field house filled with student bodies, student sections, themes, it's exciting. And so I love it. And I'm just a big fan of sports in general. Well, I can tell you as someone who bases his livelihood on uh, the ability to go and call games that sitting home for six <laughs> months was a, a very trying ordeal. Yeah, you're probably like, how many podcast interviews can I run right, to keep right. myself entertained and not uh, bored? Um, and that was the hardest thing, too, was you could go back and find those episodes. I love all the people that were on there, and I, I am thankful they came on, but it became a lot of, uh, so, hey, how are you passing your time? What you reading? <laughs> I'm not a reader, so I, I definitely was enjoy my TV and watching, you know, live sports. And, you know, at that time, I mean, I came to, I put a lot of huddle on and a lot of old, old Lincoln View Lancer tapes to watch just because you're like, 
man, what am I going to watch when it pertains to sports? Because my wife, she could watch the living dead, you know, series after series. And for me, I could only get so many walking zombies in my life. So that's kind of what I felt like I was a walking zombie. It was a wake up and it was almost like Groundhog's Day. Wake up and repeat. See, you had to bring up old Lincoln view because I talked to Brett Hammonds earlier this morning and I joked that uh, I, I'm on a mission to make sure that like you and Wes and Brandon are all banned from Spencerville just because of the torment that you put those fine people through over the years. <laughs> well, that walk-in closet was a, uh, it was a special place that, you know, for, for anybody, you know, like in our, today's world of gyms that you don't, you don't have that nostalgic, you know, atmosphere anymore. And, you know, being a, on a really good team, you know, we always felt the, the, um, there's always that chance of, upset city walking into a place like Spencerville place like, you know, USV before they built the new one. It, it's just, it's, you, you can't prepare for some things like that, but you, you always have to be ready for it. You know, it's the, a gym kind of like Delphus Jefferson still played on a smaller court, but I'm really sorry about those Spencerville days, but not sorry. Every time I go in there to vote, I hear that place scream. <laughs> It's like again, really? Like I got to relive this? Come on now. Those those were some good days, and you know it's hard to believe, Ern, that it's been twenty five. It'll be twenty five years this year, and you know I those. That's why I try to tell our high school kids to to live in the moment, you know, and soak it up because before you know it, you'll be a you know forty some year old man looking back and thinking, man, those were some good times, and boy, do I wish I could go back and relive them. But when you watch it, do you think? I wish I had some more material for my shorts. You know, I, we, you know, we started the baggy, we started the baggy <laughs> shorts. They're nearly wearing pants. Yeah. And then nowadays, you know, they can't get enough of the 1970s shorts. You know, the shorts can't get any shorter in today's world. I'm well, like, that's because everybody's wearing tights and pants underneath now. <laughs> and they're rolling them up, which is a fad that needs to stop. Oh, trust me. My kids, they want to, they want, they want to wear, they want to bring out the old black, black jerseys we wore in 2016. They want to wear the gray jerseys we won in 2014. And I said, guys, I am not letting you wear those because you guys wear them. It looks like a diaper. It's almost like they're wearing, you know, the Rugrats, you, you know, baby outfit. Like it looks, it looks terrible. And, you know, try to get these high school kids. They're like, come on, coach, drip. I don't know what drip stands for and your guys are there. I think you're going to fix a faucet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, if that ever happens, by the way, I'm telling you right now that all of your kids are getting Rugrat names. So your starting point guard's name is Tommy Pickles. <laughs> that sounds like a good name for DeMar, you know, because he, he reminds me of Tommy Pickles. People will be super confused. They'll be like, you just have to see the game. And then you'll totally understand it. And I just, and that, it just, and as a coach, like their uniforms is a reflection of the program. And, and I don't like, I guess I just don't like the whole, you can roll it once, but man, they roll it like three, four times. And just so the shorts are longer or they're shorter. And I'm just like, guys, you should just be grateful. You got a uniform to put on. I, maybe. I mean, depending on which one you let them have. <laughs> well, I gave it. So unfortunately right now, we got new uniforms for this season, but unfortunately they're in customs, you know, in, in Miami, <laughs> Florida. So of like tonight's uniforms are. we're wearing are, you know, two, three years ago uniforms, which are still long, 
and I gave a kid um, it's the only pair of shorts I had left, which was a two X. Of course, he's swimming in them because normally he wears a medium. But I said, I don't care what you do to him. You want to go get him hemmed? If you want to go get him, you know, fixed to your liking, do so. But right now, be grateful you got it because if you don't want to wear it, don't dress. Right. That that's my mentality. But so you'll be getting I, you know, we, uh, you'll be getting canceled tomorrow then for saying that. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting canceled. No. <laughs> yeah. No. For talking to a kid like that, you'll be getting canceled soon. I would imagine. There, there's a good chance, but unfortunately, I, I said, look, I have 15 uniforms. I'm dressing 15 guys. I don't know what to tell you. You're all about the same size. I got a bunch of, you know, six foot one to five, 10 kids. You pick and choose who gets it, you know? And, and so uh, it's, it stinks. I just told him, I said, my, my uniforms are in customs right now. They're in America, but they just haven't been shipped. And I don't know what to tell you. We ordered them eight weeks ago. They were supposed to be here. But we all know it with COVID and the way things are, things are out of my hand. So you either dress or you don't. It's up to you. I mean, he gave him the opportunity to go fix it. Okay. Yeah. If if you, if you you take him to grandma home, but here's the thing in today's world, people don't know how to hem anymore. You know, they have to take him to a seamstress. And so, you know, so, you know, being it's good, you know, Black Friday, it's not a tip off. I gave it to him on Wednesday. We had pictures on Wednesday. We barely had, we, we were with like 24 hours of, I, I had to make cuts in two days. Fair or unfair, it is what it is. Um, wow, there are so many ways to go with that. Uh, your schedule is kind of crazy in how it sets up. Everybody else that I've talked to today, I feel like is away for the entire month of December. You're pretty much home, <laughs> but you have a who's who of Northwest Ohio coming to visit. OG, Kaleida, St. John's. For sale, Shawnee and Perry. Uh, you know, it's the old adage. Good luck with that. Yeah, and we forgot next Saturday we get Van Wert. You know, who is really good. You know, Van Wert's going to. I think they kick off next Friday at Parkway, and then they play us on Saturday. You know, they they played really well this summer. They were in our summer league that we played, and you know, it's it's not going to be an easy schedule. And thankfully, we do play at home. Um, I just hope we play well at home. You know, in the last few years, home hasn't really been all that kind to us. But you know, we got to find a way to come together as a team, and we got to find a way to to make things happen. And if we're going to be the best, we got to beat the best. Well, then of course you've got long travels on a, a back-to-back weekend, mid-January, where you have to go all the way to Spencerville and then all the way back to Elida. Yeah, those are nice bus trips because you know, because <laughs> trust me. If bad things happen on those trips, you know, it's uh, don't talk, give me your cell phones. And it's a literally a, you know, 10 to 15 minute drive home. So yeah, the away games this year are kind to us. Um, other than we got to go to Crestview. So that's never kind. I think you guys maybe more than anybody else have trophy games on your schedule. You start with the tip off classic. And then of course you've got uh, the Lima cup later on. And, you know, you used to have, uh, it's a little different now with Matt being at Elida as opposed to Perry of everything with that. But I, I mean, do those are those uh, statement games uh, that you look to make a big statement, or or just kind of a barometer to figure out where you are at that point in the season? Well, I mean, I, if you look back, you know, twenty years ago, everybody always marked the you know LCC St. John's game as kind of a staple game. You know, you know the the game on a Sunday. You know, two Catholic schools playing. 
nowadays kids just don't get up for it. Where I myself still have that kind of competitiveness, rivalness, rivalryness in me because you know I don't have you know the social media these kids have. I don't play. You know, they all play AAU with somebody. You know, they they grow these friendships. So the love hate relationships aren't really there. Yes, um, you know, January I think it's nineteenth this year, eighteenth. You know, with with us and Lima Senior, always a big game. It is a huge statement game. It's never easy. You know, Coach Q does a great job of getting them ready, and you know, it, it's it's a blood war. But you know, with OG, I mean, they know it. That that's a district team, and we have to be ready. And you know, if we want to like you know, make it to the district level, we got to start playing like district level teams. And then you end the year right before the tournament with four away. Salina, LB, Arlington, Defiance. Beautiful gyms, not easy places to play. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you, you think about just the last game of the season going up to Defiance, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to find a nicer facility in Northwest Ohio, maybe in the state of Ohio that has that type of gym. And then, you know, on top of that, they got a, pretty good team and you know they're they're you know to finish off their our last four games you know I, I always try to tell our guys we become road warriors at this point what we want to continue to do is build our resume so maybe we can get a home game and then maybe get two home games and then go into the district so it's it's a mentality that you're trying to teach these kids with but hey they don't you know they just they take it one day at a time and which is fine I, I'm the type of coach where I'm trying to get my team ready and gelled for a tournament run. I have to ask you this on the way out because I asked Keith Utendorf, who's a uh, guy on your uh, schedule in terms of a leader of a team, a coach of a team, that you would have a shot at beating one-and-one? One? And he said, I said, well, what about Frank Kill? And he said, I don't think that's going to go well. I used to think I'd be pretty good because I would be able to uh, use my posterior to box him out, but he's probably going to win that one now. I don't know. I'd just rather play like some cornhole or something where it's not as violent and, you know, I got a cold one in my other hand. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just not play bass. I mean, I still try to play with my guys. They, they enjoy it when I do. It, the, the level of competitive competitiveness rises, but I'm to the point in my career where that most coaches probably could beat me, especially Taylor. He runs circles around me. You know, he, he might say differently, but, you know, competing against, you know, Udendorf, I mean, it'd be like two bulls in a china shop just going at it. Like, stuff would get broke. I've <laughs> no, already, there's no, there's I've no already turned my tickets back in for that. I, I want no part of that. <laughs> it'd be like two sumo wrestlers going at it. It's trying to shoot it. <laughs> it's just too... Two guys after a night out just throwing punches in an alley. Nobody needs to see yeah. that. No, it's not. That's not going to be fun. You know, everybody. You're right. Everybody's going to ask for their their uh, return of their ticket ticket. So, yeah, it'll be like a Jake Paul fight. Nobody's watching that. Nobody's watching. Nobody cares. You know, that's the other thing. Like they're always the Jake Paul fights are always. What are they for? Like some sort of fundraiser. Yeah, it's fundraiser. Probably Jake Paul goes what ten rounds with Manny Pacquiao or whoever he he played or fought against. You know, it's like, come on, that guy should get destroyed. Right, Jake. It's a work, but it's all it's all for the ratings. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and I thank you for bringing up the rear on the ten coaches in these interviews. Well, that's probably because I have the biggest rear, and you know, I I could definitely uh, I definitely enjoy talking to you. You know, it's. 
you know, over this break of, of Thanksgiving, these are things I'm grateful for being able to have these conversations with a guy like you. And, you know, I, I it's one of the best advice coach Segerson ever told me is like, just make friends with the media. And that's, and it's not that it's forced or it's fake or it's phony. I truly enjoy these conversations that I have like with you guys, because this is what makes to me, this is what makes high school sports in, in, in our area uh, extremely special because we have passionate, you know, young broadcasters that uh, want to bring excitement, enjoyment to their fans. Well, so I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. And it's funny because it also, because you never know how the conversation is actually going to go. And that's what I like the most. I hate, <laughs> I don't like, it's funny because I'll sit there and we'll, we'll go to all these luncheons and, you know, Rotary and the Optimists and, you hear just certain coaches, they, they get up there and it's so, it's like scripted. I hate following a script. I, I love ad living. I love just rolling with the punches, you know, because that's what makes it entertaining. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Our team's going to be this. We're team this. Hey, let's keep it fun, you know? Throw a curveball in there, see how they react. I usually have one or two things uh, that I want to know. And then after that, it's just, yeah, let's just see what happens. I mean, we talked about the Tar Heels. We talked about the Guardians. I mean, I'm sure, I'm not sure of the other coaches, but, you know, did they have did they have conversations like that? Who knows? Uh, you'll have to go back and listen to Utendorf's. It's its its own <laughs> kind of animal. <laughs> I'm sure. Did he talk about the Chiefs? Or No, thankfully we didn't get to that because his Chiefs just beat my Cowboys, so I, I maybe left that one out. I'd rather be in the best, better state of the Cowboys than the Browns right now. So Well, it's... There's an adage about that that I can't say on the show. <laughs> Save that one for later. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck tonight. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. That is the uh, final one of our coaches' interviews. That's Frank Kill. We'll wrap things up when we come back here in uh, just a couple of minutes. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at BearcatBoosters at Outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats! Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. I hope that you had a happy Thanksgiving getting ready down for Christmas. You can put your trees up. It's finally Black Friday. Cyber Monday comes on well Monday. And uh, big thank you to all of the coaches for being a part of this show again. And Carson Monger, Brett Hammonds, Jordan Jettinghoff, Ben Laudick, Corey Britton, Doug Billman, Keith Utendorf, Matt Tabler, Frank Hill, and uh, the one and only Chris Kuhlman for uh, stopping in, talking about their programs Check out high school basketball. It starts tonight for the boys and continues tomorrow for the girls. Avery's thrilled about it. That's what I have for the show this week. Gobble, gobble. Here I go. 
We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.